0: Hey everyone, I wanted to apologize for one thing real quick right off the bat. My microphone was misconfigured when we first started recording this episode, so I was uh, unknowingly recording from my laptop's mic and not my actual podcasting mic. So, for the first little bit, about the first half of the podcast here, I'm going to sound a little bit terrible, not too bad, Uh, it'll get better later on in the episode. Sorry about that, and thanks for listening, let's get on with the podcast. Podcast. I'm Robert Reed. With me are both people this time. Blake Corey. Hey, hey. And Jay Totoro. Hi. I checked it out last second. You checked it out last second. Chickened out. Oh, okay.
1: Oh. I, all right. You meant about that thing. Okay.
0: This thing is. I didn't know we were
1: planning on doing it. Ah,
0: this is uh, uh, March third, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> it's already March, dude. Like that's insane. seventy-seven.
1: Dude, this game. Oh my God, this year is so stupid for games. Time is going too fast. I don't
2: know. I'm actually kind of scared. Like, how fast is going right now? Uh,
0: yeah. How about nice okay. contribution? Steve's. Uh, <laughs> yep. yep. I agree. I might,
1: there, there's a lot of games. Yep, you this are not wrong. Video
0: games are fun. Oh, okay. Hey, I gotta. I gotta say this because uh, our old buddy Jeffrey Walker. I put this, I said this joke on Twitter, and he said that you should have saved this for the podcast, so I decided that I would say it on the podcast. You ready? I came up with a joke, uh, like, the other day. Oh, God. Oh, God, no. Did you hear about the girl whose butt fell off? No. It was a disaster. her. Oh, I get it. It's a pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's punny, Robert. I like it. I saw oh, it's the... very punny. Oh, shit! Also, I'm famous for the third time. You guys may have heard... Whoa, 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 hold I was like, what are the first two times? Hello? First one was when I wrote two books. You wrote a book? The second time the was dude. when I started a world-famous podcast. The third My dad's one... going to listen to our podcast. Huh?
2: My dad's probably going to listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Is that good yes. or
0: bad? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see.
2: Okay. I'll let you know. Hey, Jay. let you dad. know if I
0: still have a father. AJ's dad, I wasn't... Yeah, yeah. He was the one who influenced me, not the other way around.
1: AJ's dad, you should have heard the conversation we had before <laughs> we went <live. laughs> I don't
0: know which one you're talking
2: about. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was surprising. <laughs> my dad would love me no matter what, Blake. Uh, That's good. Because you would have
0: some explaining to do. Uh, some
2: explaining to do.
0: So, uh, Daniel Dwyer, I've talked about a couple times, he... Uh, is a docu. Is a, he's a guy who makes documentaries, like kind of like short, shortish documentaries on uh, uh, like video game type stuff. He just started doing this. He, he's, it's uh, called NoClip. Is the website that he runs, and he started doing it this year. he he's like been like a games journalist for a while, and this year he started up a thing called NoClip, where he where he films developers and that kind of stuff. And uh, I am. Uh, one of his uh Patreons for his like Patreon thing. It's it's entirely Patreon funded. He doesn't do any ads or anything like that. And so uh he sent out uh something to like all of the uh, the patrons and it was like, hey I'm doing a uh, video on like old like this is something that we've talked about a lot, like old rumors like for video games. Like oh yeah, oh, yeah if you do this and this will happen. Uh, he was like so if you have any good stories, send them in. Like send a video of yourself telling the story. So I sent oh, no. I sent one of me like telling a story, and uh, he put it in. He actually put it in the um, in the documentary. So if you go to, um, I'm just trying to find a good way to find it. If you go to if you just like Google search NoClip, then it'll take you to their YouTube channel, and it's the uh, Rediscovering Mystery uh, video that he did. And I come in at right about three. 20 or 328 or something like that, and it's kind of funny because like I feel like I, I sound really super scripted and fake when I'm when I'm talking on there. But, it's funny
2: when I listen to the interview with with um, Ron Gilbert that you did. Uh huh. You, at the beginning you sounded like super kinda stiff and, and then like as you got through you got comfortable and then you were just like fanboy the last half <laughs> that's
0: really funny. Funny. I think that's I think that's what happens like in general when I do stuff. Like even with the podcast, I feel like I always start off maybe a little bit stiff. Yeah. I probably get loosened up a little bit from just like talking with you guys for a few minutes beforehand and then like when we start to talk little bit, And then it'll loosen up. But like I was watching this, I was like, Oh geez, like if, if sounds like I'm just like reading from a piece of paper right here. But, anyway, the story that I was telling was that, uh, you know, obviously one of the, like, big games that had a lot of rumors was Mortal, uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, like, all yeah. The Mortal Kombat's, but this one was for Mortal Kombat 2 specifically. And there was a rumor that you could unlock Kano and Sonya, because they're not selectable characters in that one. But they were in the first one, but they're not in the second one. But in the second one, they're, like, on one level, they're, like, in the background, chained up. And uh, oh, that's funny. One of my friends, like, I really think he thought that – he actually thought that he saw this because he used to, like, get upset all the time that he didn't write down how to do it. He said he was in the arcade and some guy in the arcade showed him how to unlock them. And he was like, yeah, he, like, did something. I don't remember what because he was like, I wasn't paying attention because, like, I was, like – well, if this guy knows it, then uh, then for sure it's going to be in all the magazines. So, like uh, he said, so like he said, the guy did something. and it took him to a platforming level in outer space, and then he got to the end of the level. And then he unlocked uh, Kano and Sonia, and you could play as him.
2: Jesus, what kind of drugs was he on? <laughs> I
0: know. But like, I honestly think he really believed it because, like, every once in a while, he'd just be like, "Oh, I really wish i had written that down."
2: But anyway, That's so, so that was the
0: story. That was the story that I told on there. It's on uh, the snow clip thing. If you want to check it out. Cool. Uh anything what's what's going on with you guys? I think we all know what the big announcement said. <laughs> oh. I don't know if there's anything else going on that's interesting. The Lego <laughs> Batman movie, I saw that. Oh, I'm sorry. It was good. It was no it was good. What? Lego Batman? Yeah, okay. I'll have it. you seen the have you seen the Lego movie? <sighs> like
2: the Oh, and I know that, everybody needs to see it. I know. No, I'm not saying everybody it was, I'm just okay. saying it was a really good movie. I'm okay, saying, yeah, that's what everybody tells me.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Lego Batman, it wasn't as good, but it was, it was, it was, I got a few good laughs out of it. I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. So let's talk about the Nintendo Switch.
0: Wow, what happened, what happened with the Nintendo
2: Switch? Sorry, mm-hmm. release. One. I bought one! <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one here that doesn't have one.
1: No, I don't have a Switch. No.
2: Oh! I'm Wait, the only one here who does have one.
1: I'm playing oh, um, Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Oh, yeah.
2: that's what I'm going to do. Cool.
1: Okay, yeah. It It's mostly okay. Well, I'll probably talk more about it later, but it's mostly okay. It has some small frame issue problems hmm. there. Some FPS drops in a few spots, which is... Yeah, sad. I've
2: heard a little bit about that, actually.
1: It's not major, at least, so...
0: Um... I went out this morning and I was like, well, I'm just going to go try and see if like some places maybe aren't sold out. So I went to Target. I was like, that's a good place to try because everybody has to I be going to I should have tried like, Target. That, that, they they apparently
2: yeah. got higher inventory than a lot of other places. Somebody told me that would say it worked. They were like, go to Target.
0: Go to Target. So everybody kept telling I me to tried
1: Best yes, Buy. I tried two GameStops near me.
0: Oh, so you were going to get it? You were going to try to get it?
1: Yeah, no, I just didn't get to pre-order it because, okay. like, everybody... I went to pre-order it, and it was sold out. And I would yeah, pre-order so you- it again and because people would say on Twitter, like, oh, it's up on Amazon, it's up at this site, blah, blah, blah. And so i check, and it was never up. I would check it, like, two minutes after someone would say that. and Damn, would
0: that's such a troll.
2: It sucks.
0: When I went to Target, because like, I was, like, basically, like, what kind of what you were saying, I was like, I bet Best Buy is going to be packed, I bet, like, GameStop is going to be packed. So I was like... Maybe people won't think of Target, so I went there and uh, like I didn't even really get in line. Like I showed up when they opened, and there were like a few other people standing around, but not very many. And everybody who was there got one. They said they had twenty-two in stock, and there were like fifteen people there.
1: Jesus, I wish I had thought of that.
0: Yeah, and I bought the. <laughs> I got like sucked into. It. I was like, I was like so excited. I was like. I gotta buy the special edition of Zelda. Oh no, <laughs> you
1: fucking sucker!
0: I really was. I saw it. it's got. Kind of, it comes with this big like fu- the box. The box for the Zelda special edition is bigger than the box for the Switch. I already got it too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I, I was like, I have to have that. And like, all it is is filled with stuff that like I'm never gonna use. It's got like, it's got a soundtrack. I haven't listened. to There any. a player's guide you can
2: send me? No, it'll have a, two players. There's not a
0: player's guide. There's a CD.
2: <laughs> No, I'm trolling Blake. Blake knows. Oh, I got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> there I haven't listened to the CD yet. And then there's a ca- there. there is a switch case, but it's like super ugly. And then there's like a map and a coin. Such a hater. No, the case is ugly.
2: Is it?
0: Yeah. But uh but the box looks really good on my shelf. How about that? All oh, it wow. cost me like 40 extra bucks. What is
2: this? Oh. Yeah, I'm really excited to play it. I watched uh, a couple hours, of, uh, several hours last night of somebody streaming Breath of the Wild. I haven't played it yet. I know very little about it. But I, I watched somebody stream, but I like watched it in the sense that I wasn't completely focused, so I didn't get anything spoiled. But it just, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to buy this game. And I don't buy games ever. Like, yeah. Ever, ever. I, bought, I think Fallout 4 is the last one I got burned by. And that'll
0: you know, never happen. Well, everybody in the world is giving Breath of the Wild 10 out of 10, so... That's insane, man. It's
1: ridiculous. I don't... <coughs> it, it, the thing is, they do this with every Zelda game that comes out, too, and that's what pisses me off. Part of why I was, like, actually worried about how this game was going to turn out, because uh, all these 10 out of 10s, and when you look up like some of the old games, like Twilight Princess, which I, is not a game that I particularly enjoyed, uh, oh. it Got like 9.5s, 9s, 9.5s, shit like that. And it's like, oh, come on, guys.
2: That's not really What's a popular cool? opinion, is it?
1: Um, Twilight what? Princess being really good. I think yeah. it's one We're of the Being more... really bad.
2: Sorry. Being really bad. Oh,
1: being really bad. Um, yeah, I don't think so. <sighs> okay, uh, I don't think for, so. For the people that love the 3D Zeldas, I, that one's held pretty highly. Skyward oh, okay. Sword tends to not be liked because <sighs> it goes on for too long, I think. I haven't played it myself, but. Okay. From what I know, it does like a lot of repeated, repeated content and. Whatnot. I've heard good That's things about like...
2: them. The last one I played, 100%, was Wind Waker. Really liked Wind Waker, Which like, Wind Waker I was always This one kind of feels, looks like Wind Waker to me a little bit. I haven't even.
1: basically, yeah, art
0: style wise, it does. I haven't even played one since Ocarina of Time.
2: I played Major's Mask a lot, obviously, and then I played Wind Waker a lot. Really enjoyed both of them.
0: Um. Well, let's talk about Breath of the Wild uh, in one second. I'll just get two... Th- well, actually, let's, we'll go ahead and talk about Breath of the Wild. We'll talk about... It. There's a couple other small... I mean, games. let's
2: not talk about two... Well, I guess a lot of people are going to be playing at this point. I'm probably going to turn down a little bit because I don't want... I know.
0: Well, like let's talk... We can do a non-spoiler uh, discussion.
1: Yeah. It'll be like 99%. Non- I I haven't... There's not much story and all I'm going to talk about is like the first stuff you're going to experience in the game. Spoiled! Anyway. Hashtag spoiled.
2: (laughs) Hashtag not my spoiler. (laughs) Um,
1: All right, yeah. uh, So I've been, I played it all day today. I'm playing the Wii U version. I bought it last night, and it is actually better than I was expecting, and I was expecting to be a pretty good game. For me, this has been amazing because it's something that the series has needed for a long time. Something to actually shake up the, the formulas that we're so used to. Instead of just, oh, here's your first town. You're a legendary hero. Go get a sword and a shield and go <laughs> into the first dungeon.
2: I actually really love that. Co- like, it's so funny. Like, you say that. I'm like, that's kind of what I actually wanted a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like, open world is such a fucking buzzword right now. Like, with every game, it's just... A lot, A lot of games of...
1: do it, and I feel like Zelda is doing it right.
2: Yes, I agree. <laughs> I'm excited to see that. I, I'm really curious. Because, like, I like I liked Fallout 4, but the open world in this was just absolutely cancer. And then we we'll the see other it was Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Like, Skyrim, I like Skyrim. If they took the Skyrim combat and put it into Oblivion, I think it would be the best one. Like, in my opinion. It's like, I just feel like the open world concept is cool. It's like, ugh, I'm so tired of it right now. It's like, every game, it's like, oh, it's open world. Open world.
0: Well yeah, that like I agree with what Blake was saying like if you use it right then it can be really good. There are plenty of games that just do it just because, but I feel like uh it works really well in this one.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's actually fantastic here, which I was not expecting because so there's all of these like there's little world puzzles all over the place and they're very yeah. they're very minute, they're very minor. They don't give you a huge reward or anything, but they're there and they're pretty simple if you notice them. You'll look around and be like well, wait, uh, given my context of what I have around here, what would I expect to need to be able to do to finish this puzzle, and I walk over here and I grab this thing and I do this with it, and I've solved it, and then I get a small little reward. Um, yeah. And I think that's great. It's just a little thing as you're wandering around because it's very easy to wander around this world, and that stuff right there is part of the reason why. And the other reason is because the way that the world is laid out, you can see a lot of things in front of you. Like you can climb to the top of a tower or something if you want and look around and be like, there, there's where I want to go. That place looks interesting. That looks like there's something cool over there. Shit like that. And it's just fun to go exploring. It's it's not even like the reward of finding something great somewhere. It's just the reward of, Oh, that looks cool. I wonder what's over there. Oh, that's I bet there's some neat thing that I can fight there. Oh, the shit, these guys are super high level. I should wait a little while and then come back here later on little things like that and it's just so much fun there's just so many little nuggets
0: and also i, I <laughs> feel like <clears throat> as you're going from one place to another you come across just like little things in the landscape that are just cool like again like you said like nothing not like huge like awesome weapons or anything really but you're coming across just like now. a little like some ruins <laughs> or like a little pit of some sort you're like oh this is a, this is a neat place i'm going to kind of like move around here for a little bit yeah you guys are making me want to play
1: <laughs> you should, are you gonna have time after the podcast tonight
0: 100 i'm gonna to hike tomorrow
2: but other than that, i'm not really doing anything
1: all right yeah no you should definitely play it tonight
2: it oh, well, is honey,
0: honey, honey,
1: honey. it is really really good the intro area how far have you made it robert did you all make right, it so out of the
0: this is what i'm in the um part where you're trying to get the spheres for that guy okay yeah um i so should not out of there yet i'm not out of there yet because like so when you first get out of Like, the little opening cave that you start off in. And then it gives you the thing. It's like, all right, go to this place on the map. I I accidentally deselected the, like, waypoint for that. And I was just kind of, like, wandering around. And I was like, oh, I wonder how close I am. Uh, So I pulled that back up, and it was gone. I was like, oh, well, I guess I made it there. And they just wanted me to get somewhere and then, like, start exploring. So then I just, like, started running around random places. And then after doing that for, like, 45 minutes, I was like, surely there's some direction that they're supposed to be giving me so i played around with some more and then realized that i just turned off the waypoint so then i turned that back on went back and found that guy and started doing that those little quests to get those spheres so i've gotten like two or three of them so far i've got like one or two left to get
1: okay so that is where i consider the tutorial section to be and it is one of the best tutorials i've played in the game it, yeah, like the so. tutorial, if that being the tutorial section, it is an incredible tutorial section. Like, amazingly well done. Just as far as it sets you up for it, it later on, it ends up teaching you what those orbs are for, what they do, and how you like uh, do other things in the game without spoiling things. Uh, just the way some of the mechanics work. And it gives you, uh, just like, it gives you this world to explore. It teaches you about the cooking aspect of the game. It teaches you about the survival aspect of the game. It gives you fun little dungeons. It does, like, everything right for a tutorial section. I It took me, like, uh, it was probably about three hours in before I got off of that plateau, and okay. it was amazing. Yeah. I was so, so happy with that as the tutorial for the game.
0: Yeah, because it's not like it teaches you stuff without being just like... Press B to swing your sword.
1: Yeah. Like, there was this one section, um, like, I wa- they do a lot of, like, the world design, so, like, you'll, ha- you'll walk up to this cliff that goes out over a lake, and I walked up this cliff, and I jumped off, and I happened to land in a spot which triggered a world, which was the answer for a world puzzle, <laughs> and so I was like, holy shit, okay, so now these things exist, so I need to be on the lookout for stuff like this, and so now I've been looking for that ever since. One of the only major complaints I do have is that the um, the design of like the treasure chests are really lame. The, so? the chest the, the rewards that you get from the chests suck. There's really no other way to say it. They're okay at best, and they're just mediocre overall. I feel like.
0: I agree. I think they're. I don't. I wouldn't say they. Su- I think they're okay, like you said. But to me, like, for like, for some. I, I haven't, like, really nailed it down yet, but, like, for me, even getting okay stuff out of the chest was pretty good because of the way the, uh, like, weapon degradation goes. Because you're like, oh, shit, well, now all I've got is, like, clubs but that are... That's that,
1: what, like, like, I feel like the weapon degradation <laughs> system also holds things back sometimes.
0: Probably because so. Of, like,
1: I feel like that the only reason that the chest rewards are okay is because of the... The fact that it's like they shower you with weapons. It's like enemies drop weapons as soon as you kill them constantly. Shit like that all the time. And it's like, okay, but would that system be any good if it weren't for the fact that if it weren't, for, if those two things weren't working together, would either of them on their own be a good thing?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I agree with that. Probably not, yeah.
1: Um, And that, like, that's the other problem I have. Like, the world quest stuff in general doesn't give very good rewards. It's all pretty lame stuff.
2: Uh, like uh, the okay. stuff
1: you get from chess, little up, little equipment upgrades that overall are just kind of, eh. mm-hmm. and then uh, like the you don't even get like you get things that let you get heart pieces. I'll put it that way without spoiling too much about what's to come. It's not a big spoiler or anything. But, I think I know, you know how that works. Yeah. So it's just like, wh- why, why must this exist like this? So, th- that's my, my complaints with the game so far. It's uh, pretty minor stuff overall. Yeah. And, uh, I, like, I'm enjoying the heck out of the game still. Don't get me wrong. Just uh, some of those small things like that have been bugging me.
0: Yeah, that same here. There's, like, a couple little small things. Like, overall, like, it started off, and I was, like, immediately sucked into it. And yeah. I still feel just as sucked into it. As The best
1: part for me, um, oh, God. Jay.
2: Hi, I'm uh, sorry. I, I, I had the sound turned down for obvious reasons.
1: Okay. Um, I was actually going to tell you to mute for just a few seconds. Oh, okay,
2: so
1: that's fine. More. Yeah, I'll mute for a, a little bit, and like okay. I'll type something in the Skype group when you're ready.
2: I'm like slightly listening, so just say my name again.
1: Okay. Um. All right. So Robert, yeah. when you first come out of the cave, <clears throat> and you turn to the right, and there's that little plateau, little <laughs> small plateau in front of you with a boulder on top of yes. it. Yes. And I walked up to that boulder, and I was like oh, I wonder if you can push this boulder, like, as a joke. Uh And then you can push that boulder. And I was like, oh, shit, this is great. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: This game is fucking dope.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's little things like that. And something else that you've you've probably noticed, uh, kind of along those same lines, is, like, when you're standing on, like, like top of a tree or something, or, like, on the edge of a building, uh, you know, like, on the top of a building or something like that, he actually, like, places his feet on the correct places in the environment, like, where there's actually something to put his feet on. Or, like, he'll kneel down a little bit or something. Oh, it's, yeah, I
1: hadn't really thought about that.
0: Yeah, huh. it's, it's never just, like, kind of floating or, like, he never, like, pops up, you know, uh, like, instantly from one level to another. Like, if there's a little level change. Yeah, That huh, was, a, that's that was crazy. a pretty cool little touch, I thought. Uh, All right. There's one other and thing. And was that blessing? Uh, um, there's, there's one something, there's something else I can't remember. Uh, the
1: only other thing I'll comment on, and I won't even say too much about it, is that the new tools that you that are used for solving all the puzzles in the game are really, really oh, cool. Oh, like
0: the, like the magnet thing and stuff like that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah that, that is really cool. I agree. Uh, I, one, one thing... Oh, okay, I, this is what I was going to say. One uh, minor complaint of mine is with the, uh, the weapons. When, like, you find... Like, say you find a chest, and it's got a good weapon... Mm. and then but your weapon inventory is filled up because you can only hold like six or seven things at a time all of which give you like you can sw- you can swing like eight times so you yeah. got like every single time you find a chest first you have to go into your inventory drop something then go back out of it and then open the chest again to get wh- whatever yeah there.
1: that can be annoying but it like doesn't you said, bother me much just because uh, like the it's the very small inventory that's what bothers me there
0: yeah yeah, and again, my, you know, minor complaint. I'm I'm really really happy with it overall.
1: Yeah. Um, and then to kind of compare some of the stuff to the older games, uh, like I I did play through Twilight Princess HD mostly recently. Uh, I'll probably talk about that in a second too. And uh, like I went to it, and one of the things I have not liked about a lot of the, the 3D Zelda's for a very long time is that it's the same game. With a very small change and shit like, oh, now you get to turn transform into a dog. And it's like, I don't care. I don't want to be a wolf. Please, give me a good, <laughs> get, Update your puzzles. Do something new with the puzzles, please. That's all I'm asking <laughs> yeah. for. And it's uh, like Twilight Princess HD did a lot of the same puzzles. It's, okay. you get the bow. Congratulations. Shoot something in its eyeball to advance through this dungeon. Shit like that over and over and over and uh, um we don't have that at that much in in breath of the wild the puzzles in there are because it's like a lot of new tools that actually are like new and updated that we have not seen a lot of until like this game it's actually very interesting and especially because you're not sitting there and it's like you go into one dungeon and then you're in there for the next hour or two hours and I'm looking at you Twilight Princess HD and pr- I think the same thing is probably true of even like Ocarina of Time and all of the other 3D Zeldas where it's like you're in this one dungeon for an hour for two hours and you're using the same new tool that you got for at least half of the time you're, and like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like okay I get it it's a fucking boomerang I can throw it to make it to pull something towards me from far away Uh i get it and so this game does not suffer that like long burnout so far yeah yeah the puzzle you'll go into uh like a new puzzle area and it's like oh oh okay i see i've got to do I've got to bring out this tool again. And then you spend five or 10 minutes on that puzzle and then you're out, you're done. You're on to the next area. You're exploring the world again.
0: Right. It doesn't do any more than it has to, to show you how to use it. Like with like the, yeah. like the magnet and stuff like that. It's like, all okay, right, you can do this. You can do that. You figured out. All right, good. You're good. You're good to go.
1: Yeah. It's like, you'll use the magnet in a dungeon and then you go out, you explore the world again. You're doing the big open world thing. You're, you're looking around and shit. And then, uh, then you get to the next dungeon and you're using another one of the new tools instead of using the uh, the magnet again. It's just, it's yeah. like, it's really good design for what Zelda is. And I really like that.
0: Yep, me too. Oh, I, I will say, uh, not Zelda related necessarily, but with the Switch, there was, uh, I'm sure you've heard people talking about the left controller desyncing for like a yeah there was there was a patch for that
1: day one right uh
0: i'm not you know actually i don't know because i will say i did experience that but i also didn't patch right away
1: oh okay maybe that's it so i yeah because i think there was supposed to be a day one patch that addresses that
0: yeah uh that's a good that's a good question i'm not sure if i've had any of that since i updated it or not but like I definitely did experience. It wasn't anything game breaking, but I definitely like. It was definitely noticeable a few times.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, actually, actually, I'm really interested in testing it out some more since I've updated. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bring an update next time.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: And one two switches. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you would even give it that much
0: credit. <laughs> it's fun. But it's yeah. like,
1: was it sixty dollars fun?
0: Well, it was fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: okay. Well, then, never fucking mind. Let me rush out and suck that it's game not, dick right now.
0: It's not fifty dollars. It's like twenty dollars fun.
1: Yeah, that's about what I expected. Um, and then Jay, we're done with the the spoiler stuff. Cool. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to talk about Twilight Princess some more since uh, I started to get into it, and I definitely want to have you. Wait, is this your a...
0: game for the? For this episode? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's
1: my game. It, it's um. It came out in 2006. Wait, hold uh, on, so hold on,
0: real quick. Let me let me go back to two news things that I forgot. to Oh, do oh, quick. okay. Uh, real quick, Thimbleweed Park, uh, which I've been jerking off about for like the past two years, made by Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick, who Ooh. are famous for Monkey Island, uh, and plenty of other stuff. Uh, okay. That game, a point-and-click in the classic style, it's, it has a release date now. It's coming out March 30th. Uh, I think their goal was for it to come out like late last year, so they they're a little bit behind schedule. But it's coming out March 30th. Super excited about that. Also, uh, real quick on GOG, uh, a sort of I don't remember if it's technically a point-and-click or if it's just very much like a point-and-click because when I bought this game, I had it on Sega CD, but the Adventures of Willie Beamish just came out on GOG, I think, yes, it was either today or yesterday, and, uh, go, maybe not necessarily, I mean, it's only six bucks, so you're not losing money. No! Not, you're, maybe, it's not maybe, all of us have book money, Robert. No. Go consider buying it, go check it out on GOG, uh, you play this this kid who's, like, kind of like a young high school kid, and. All this like crazy shit. Sounds like going the beginning of this. every anime.
2: This literally sounds like the beginning of every. anime. It's not an anime. anime.
0: It's more like a... I know. I'm just saying. It's more like a cartoon. It's more like a high school teen goes through rough it's, experience.
2: It's, crazy
0: it's, things start to happen.
2: There's a girl involved. It's a.
0: It's like every a. Car, it's kind of like a cartoon about like oh look at this wacky family. Except like this kid like all this crazy shit's going on around him <laughs> and like his parents don't really believe anything's going on. Uh, but like all I remember is this one part where. Uh, my babysitter turned into a vampire bat and started chasing me around the house, and it kind of scared me. It's not, it's, not, it's not a scary game, but like, yeah. when I was little, like that part kind of scared me. Anyway, that's all I got for news. Blake, feel free to talk about it. Um, um, I was going to say, GOG, okay. GOG, by the
2: way, I think GOG is, is uh, teamed up with Steam, because every time I log into my GOG account, it asks me why I'm logging in from a new device and asks me to give them a code, because my last login was not
0: from here. I think you have something wrong with your... <sighs> Like, no. IP address no. or something. I, have a, no.
2: I don't have a static IP, but it's not... Doesn't, doesn't Anyways. Go Blake, son. Blake?
1: What? Sorry, I got distracted. Oh, no, that's
2: okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Twilight Princess HD. First time playing through it. And yes, it came out in 2006, for those wondering. So it doesn't exactly fit into the... Uh, 2004 or earlier stipulation. So is this on Wii, but yeah, it was originally <sighs> released on the GameCube and the really Wii at the, the same time.
2: Uh, okay, okay.
1: And kind of like the with would... Zelda now. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's very, very much like that. I actually thought of that earlier. I was like, oh, huh, that's kind of weird that they're doing that. Essentially, yeah. same thing again. <laughs> and uh, on the Wii, they since it had motion controls, you know how art, right, you know how Link has always been left-handed.
2: Yeah, Jesus. Did that.
1: Yeah, you didn't know that, yeah, really? No. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, um, no he.
2: Yeah.
1: he uh, so in the GameCube version, he was left-handed. But when they made it for the Wii, because it was going to be on a motion control system where people actually had to use their hands for it. But
2: they switched him.
1: They switched Holy it shit. so that he was right-handed in the game. Not only that, but they <laughs> mirrored the entire experience of the game. So everything is on the other side. So, uh, the thing, the towns that are in the east are in the west, for example, on the map. Shit like that. <laughs> so they they just did the, uh, mirrored the entire game, which was an odd decision. But, hey, that's you know, what they wanted to do, I guess. Whatever. And, um, so I was playing the HD version, which is on the Wii U. It's a graphically up, uh, tuned-up version that uses the, uh, the Wii. I, wait, no, he's left-handed in this one. Um, so it's the original GameCube version of the game, but uh, with bigger graphics. Yay. They've also apparently changed some of the mechanics in the game. In the original, I guess they made you collect more tears. which uh, to, So there's these sequences in the game where you are collecting tears to help a spirit of light come back to life, essentially. And it gets really, really annoying. And it gets really annoying because this game's intro is about two and a half hours long it's grueling to get through this which is probably part of why i am so stoked about how good the tutorial section was for um, for Breath of the Wild and oh man it was grueling to get through this and it's like all right i finally made it through that the game's going to get interesting and instead it just gets into all of this dumb bullshit about like making you making you into a wolf and i hate the wolf part of the game The wolf part of the game is probably the thing that holds it back the most for me, and I can't stand the game because of it. What's wrong? Uh, It's 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 boring. It's boring as shit. And the sequences where they make you the wolf are intentionally extra fucking boring as shit. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I remember not. I, I remember I thought it was really cool for a little while, like the first couple times I played it, and I was like, eh. Don't really want to play the wolf anymore. <laughs> well,
0: like, what do you do differently? Like, what do you do when you're the wolf?
1: Well, you run around as a wolf, and Minna is really annoying. You know how everybody hates Navi? Uh, Minna in this game is your helper for this one. And the, the game does, like, the 3D Zelda staple of holding your hand way too fucking much. And a big part of that is Minna, who is most vocal when you're a wolf. And she doesn't shut up about just being annoying the whole time.
2: Oh, Jesus. I remember uh, the store being pretty uh, decent. Is that a correct memory?
1: Um, I don't pay attention to the story much in Zelda games. It's been mostly okay in this one so far. Like it, it it hasn't been as gaggingly bad as some of the other ones, (laughs) but it still does the exact same thing that Nintendo has done with the story of the Zeldas for so long where it's like, Oh, we're going to make them, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a world full of characters. But the thing is their idea of characters is literally giving someone a single quirk to their character, and then just running it into the ground every time that character opens their mouth. And they do that in this game as well. Interesting. Uh, you've got the Busty Barmaid, who is sassy. And oh, yeah. That. <laughs> I love how you call him Busty
2: Barmaid.
1: Um, there awesome. is the heroine of the story... Who is uh, Ilya? And she gets uh, amnesia at one point. And before that, her big defining character trait is that she loves animals, especially your horse Apona, And then the horse has a mark; like it gets scratched, and she gets really pissed at you. <laughs> that's her character trait. That's it, and that's it for the whole game. And then you're supposed to have so much sympathy for her because your character grew up well, if with you her. You play a white
2: male, Blake. You gotta, you gotta sympathize her. Sorry.
1: Um, it's fuck. <laughs> it's just. The same thing that they've done with every Zelda, 3D Zelda game. And it's the reason I hate them. is because they try to push these stories and they, they develop all these characters like Tingle. And it's oh. like, these, these characters are bad. <laughs> There's nothing redeemable Tingle about is
2: them. Tingle's cancer.
1: And I was in... So, alright, the dungeons in Twilight Princess, part of re- the reason I was enjoying them at first is because you are going into these dungeons, and it's fresh to me. I haven't done a 3D Zelda in a very long time. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting the bow and arrows, but it's like, I haven't used these bow and arrows in a 3D environment in years. So this is kind of fun for me. It's not so bad. And then it just kept doing that over and over. And then, the other thing that's shit about the wolf mechanic is that once you get to the point where you can turn into the wolf anytime you want, they start making you take advantage of this really dumb mechanic more often. And it's dumb at the point where you can be human or wolf at your choosing because you can miss stuff that you're. it's not obvious. It's really dumb. So early in the game, when you're forced into being a wolf, you will be walking by something and you'll see this big pop-up that says sniff. And you pick up the scent of something. (laughs) And you hunt down this set, and it's like, all right, whatever, I'm a dog. This is a boring as crap uh, gameplay mechanic. I understand the mechanic. <laughs> it's just boring because everything about the wolf is awful. And then uh, later on, when you can be the wolf whenever you want, you don't have to be the wolf. So you'll walk by one of these things that you're supposed to sniff. And you're just supposed to know it because, oh, there's mist coming off of it, even when you're in human form. And it's like, it has been ten Fucking hours since I had to last sniff a scent in this game. And this wasn't me dicking around a lot. This was 10 hours of me being like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get through this game like as fast as I can. I don't want to waste a bunch of time on extra bull stuff, bullshit, so I'm just going to go. And it was 10 hours later where we got to sniff a new scent, and we were supposed to to continue the dungeon. Not <laughs> only that, but sniffing that scent literally did nothing that I hadn't already tried. I had to sniff that scent to go dig somewhere else in the level when I had already tried to dig in a different spot in the level. Absolutely the fucking stupid. So that upset the crap out of me. That, and then, that reminds uh, me of
0: like in point-and-click adventure games where it won't let you pick up an item because like for like because they have don't watch to the right NPC yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah, just stupid stuff like that.
1: So then you go from there and then you go into a dungeon uh, I really wish uh, Jay hadn't just AFK'd for I, a second. Oh, all right, you are back. Um so the me? next dungeon, you've played Twilight Princess HD, you said, right? Yeah,
2: but it's I played the original one when it first came out and it's been yeah, a very long a time. Very
1: long time. Okay. Um, do you remember the dungeon with where the yet it's the Yeti's house? The Sasquatches. Oh, Jesus, no. Okay. It's <laughs> Dumb. you go into the house you're looking for these pieces of a mirror and you talk to somebody in there uh, you talk to the, the big male yeti and then you skateboard down you uh, snowboard excuse me all the way down to the dungeon which is their house and then you go in and his wife or his girlfriend whatever she is is sick and you talk to her and she's like oh uh, I think I left the mirror over here and so yeah, then you walk over there and it's not there and it's like, can you just design a dungeon where I actually have to explore it instead of where I am only getting sent off to places <laughs> because she tells me to go there and now she's allowing me to go through that door of their house? Oh, it got old. It was so I did not like the design of that at all. It drove me nuts. And, I mean, that was about the point where I lost interest in the game. The next dungeon went back to being at least okay, if not good. The dungeon is uh, the one where you get the Dominion Rod, which lets you control certain statues and stuff. And you... The only reason that I don't like this mechanic is because it's so slow-paced, and it's kind of similar to the Song of Control, I think it's called, in Wind Waker, where you take control of your companion, and you guide them around because they have special abilities that you don't have, usually. And, like, in Wind Waker, you have to play the Song of Control. You sit through the Song of Control going off and then you sit through an animation and then you sit through then you finally get into the other uh, your follower's body and you get to lead him around the dungeon and it's just so slow paced and in this game you pull out your dominion rod and you throw a beam of light at something and you have control of it but the te- you're still sitting there dragging a statue around with you leading it into places making sure that it doesn't get caught on walls and all this stuff and it's just once again a very slow paced boring mechanic. Not to mention the dungeon where you get it, what you end up doing is you you just backtrack your way through the entire dungeon. So you're doing all of the rooms that you've already done, except now there's a different way to do them for you to get back out through the door that you came in, and that gets pretty boring too. Huh.
2: Yeah, I could uh, I know generally what you mean.
1: Yeah, like I See, like the I idea of the, of the Dominion Rod mechanic, but it ju- just the dungeon that it showed up in was super boring because of uh, what they did with it. Um, Overall, Twilight Princess was better than I expected at first, and then it started going downhill as the game went on and on and on, and that uh, (laughs) really killed it for me. And then I didn't get to beat it before the release of Breath of the Wild, so I haven't beaten it yet. I don't know if I'll be able to find time to get around to finishing it either.
0: Maybe sometime in the future. How long have you played it so far?
1: Oh, God, uh, <laughs> about 20 hours, okay. maybe. Wow. Around there. And it's like, uh, it's supposed to be about 30 hours on your first playthrough.
0: Okay.
1: Which, I mean, it's, it, that's fine, except I need it to be an interesting 30 hours.
0: Okay, right. right. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So,
1: Twilight Princess. I, I actually
0: think about playing this game
2: again. 2 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Not for the podcast, but just in general,
0: because
2: I mean, I remember it decently
1: well. Like, I don't know. Okay. I mean, just to like compare it so far to what I've played of uh, Breath of the Wild, I am in love with Breath of the Wild because it's not thrusting you into the exact same puzzle-solving situations that we've seen so many times before, and uh, like that's all that I need. Basically, it's all I wanted. And we've got new tools for puzzles, we've got all this new shit, and it's wonderful. Compared to Twilight Princess HD, which was the exact problem I have had with 3D Zeldas forever. Because it's the same game with a new skin, and one new toy maybe thrown in. That's kind of cool. Oh, there was one other really cool toy that they introduced. Uh, it's the thing that turns the game into, like, you sit on, top, on a top with blades on the side. And wait, it's, wait, which uh, kid? This is
0: in Twilight Princess? Like Beyblades.
1: This was in Twilight Princess, yeah. Okay. And it, basically, you ride a Beyblade around. <laughs> and it's kind of okay, so cool. It's
0: time
1: to rip! Let it rip! Yeah, let it rip! That's
2: what it was, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I Close.
1: only know it because people in my chat were saying it as soon as I picked Lisa it up. Lisa says it all the time, yeah. <laughs> That's
0: what he says when he it's... turns it on?
1: No, anime. Does, it's Link. Oh, oh, and oh,
0: okay. yeah, Link doesn't say
2: shit, that's from the anime?
1: Yeah, that's anime from the Beyblade anime, okay. which has no <laughs> relation to Zelda, but it's, like, the tool hey, that you, you get in Princess is basically the same thing. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it was a cool little mechanic. The, the game had a few new things that it did, like that Beyblade, and then, um, like, the Dominion Rod wasn't bad. Except the dungeon, it, just, it was just a very slow paced kind of item. And I feel like there was one other item in the game that was kind of cool. Uh, let me look this up really quick because I want to be sure I'm on, on this. Um, items in Twilight Princess. Let's see if this has it. Because there were a few times where the game was semi interesting. Oh, maybe it was the ice dungeon that I was thinking of. Uh, let me double check here. Oh, they changed the hook shot to the claw shot because that's so new and interesting. <laughs>
2: um,
1: you Wasn't get the ball it in in
2: wasn't Wind Waker the one with the rope with
1: the claw in it, too? I'm yes. to remember. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. So you twirl the rope around and then yeah. chuck it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is game. so
2: different. Let's play that game
1: again. <laughs> uh, then you get the ball and chain, which was a new item, at least. You j- swing a giant ball above your head and then throw it at enemies. So it's kind of cool. And they changed up the boomerang so that it also creates a gust of wind. And that plays mechanic <sighs> in the dungeon. You get it, Jeez, but it's not man, like-
2: I- Vaguely, it's not that, that big
1: of a deal because you throw it and then all it does is it essentially hits a target and then makes the target spin around and you could <laughs> easily accomplish that with a plain boomerang too i feel like so it's it's just it's like flavor that's all it is
0: okay excuse me so, yeah so 10 out of 10 just like Breath of the wild
1: oh yeah absolutely kill me <laughs> kick me in the crotch amazing
2: <laughs> i volunteer Right after I take the player's guide for me. Jay's going
0: to do it with his new bow and
2: arrow. Yeah, that's true, dude. Oh, I'm so excited. Wait, what? I bought a bow off Amazon. Like a uh, fucking recurve bow.
1: Who do you think you are? Zelda?
2: <laughs> in order of the new Zelda game. Weep, <laughs> oh, yeah. weep, weep,
0: weep, 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 weep. Man, Girl, somebody what else What the else hell is like, happening in the background? Lisa.
1: Who is She's being murdered? He, right?
0: he just shot somebody with his bow. That's her laugh. That is her laugh. I'll have you know. She you think it's funny that you shot her with the listen bow? To that, listen to that, listen up! Good
2: gosh.
1: I think she thought my Zelda joke was real hilarious.
2: She
0: thinks it's really funny. She thinks you're really funny. No, she probably heard my my disaster joke.
1: She's hot for the dick. I get it.
0: it <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I'm used to it. <laughs> Alright, Jay, why don't you go next?
2: Sure. So I thought I talked about this game on the podcast. So I was gonna talk about one game that I know I've talked about in the podcast recently, and then another one that I <laughs> thought.
0: Maybe I'll go next. I-
2: <laughs> no, no, no. This is a, no. These are both. No, really I'm saying
0: with games. other well, people in your background. Oh, uh, they'll drama. quiet down. Okay. Ignore them. They're, all right.
2: All right. Yeah, they're they're second class. Okay, so I'm going to talk about two games. Uh, I'm briefly going to talk about the first one, which. Uh, so the last week and a half, I took a break from playing Earthbound. Jesus, she's like <laughs> If it gets too bad, let me know. If it's like really bad, let me know. Okay. Um. So I played Earthbound quite a bit more. You I want took to talk a about Break from
0: opera. Earthbound. Well, let me finish. Jesus.
2: Oh my God. I, you and Lisa both have been robbed me. I can't do this. Um, your work conditions are unreasonable. So, uh, by the way, once I, uh, we're moving at the end of the year, and I'm going to have a, a separate room to do a podcast so Sweet. Probably a and firm. soundproof, soundproof. Right? <laughs> I'm actually going to, because I'm actually going to start commentating a little bit again. So I'm going to have a room that's like built to,
0: oh, shit. to
2: be good for sound. Uh, so the first one, I, so I've uh, been playing a lot of multiplayer games for the GameCube because uh, my brother oh, cool. and i were like oh i really want to play some multiple some games and we were talking about specific games uh so my brother and a couple of people came over we were playing four player gauntlet dark, dark legacy <laughs> that was the first game we played wow i talked about gauntlet recently but holy shit this game is so much better is with it? four people it's so fun. So we turned the difficulty to max. So I talked about Gauntlet recently. It's like a hack and slash RPG where you level up based on like mobs. You get gold at the end of every level that allows you to buy items. Uh, the game is an absolute button masher. You have ultimates that do different things, you know, board or, uh, wipes on the screen, different things like that. Um, that's the general gist of the game. But it's very grindy. You have to replay levels to find secrets and items to unlock further levels. And it, it's an arcade. It was originally an arcade style game that translated into the consoles so i played it with them and we turned up the difficulty to max now here's the other setting we found so not only can you turn up the difficulty but you can make it so that when you auto attack when you use your spamming ability you can stun your allies if you hit them with a missile
0: oh god not only that
2: you can turn up one step higher and deal damage to your allies
0: (laughs) so we and, and,
2: and here's the other thing there are chests throughout the entire game and the chests usually have things from gold to items they can heal you to items you can use to damage other opponents to bombs and the bombs just explode and damage everybody on the chest if our rule at the very beginning was if you get a key and you open a chest with that key you get what's in that chest <laughs> yeah. about 15 minutes in it turned into yeah. whoever fucking gets what's in that chest gets whatever's in that fucking <laughs> chest and we would just stun lock each other and go for the chest and that was <laughs> just degeneration we were just running at each other half the time we weren't even paying attention to the mobs it's like watching the new season mm-hmm. of the walking dead the zombies are there, but they don't really matter. You're really just focused on killing each other. That reminds
0: <laughs> that reminds me of Fantasy Star Online for Xbox. Uh-huh. When I would play that with my friends, and be like, "Oh, hey, man, can you go over there and kill that guy?" And I'd run around and pick up stuff. <laughs> stop- <laughs>
2: yeah, so this made the game so much more fun. Um, Gauntlet. Uh, so there is one other thing that I didn't know about. Uh, this version of the game, you could block, which was kind of unique. I didn't know you could block in the Gauntlet games. Uh, second one is you have a group special. So my little brother is playing the archer. And if I walked up to him and used my ultimate, I would actually pick him up and spin him around my head, and he would shoot his arrow. He would shoot his bow all around. <laughs> and here's the best part if he would open a chest, I would do that to disable him so that I could get one
0: of those.
2: <laughs> so we would just piss away ults and just, we had a lot of fun. We played probably, like, honestly, I've probably played 14 hours in the last like five. Oh, years. man. We've played so much, and it's been very fun. I played solo. Solo was very fun. I zoned out and played for like four or five hours the other day and just progressed to the game. And it, it's just, it's a classic game, man. It's an arcade style really really fun game and i can't recommend this game like if you have if you need a good old school it, it's a great game that you can just shoot the shit to play you know pay attention partially and just have fun and people who suck at video games great game there's only two buttons and you just <laughs> mash your way through it very fun good variety of characters um just, just a really fun game should- so that was gauntlet Played gauntlet a lot the other game i played was super monkey ball 2 which I thought I had talked about on here before, but I looked through the list and I didn't see it listed. Super okay, Monkey yeah. Ball is a really fun game. Is so it? this is another, you want to you play as game multiplayer. for uh, Originally for GameCube, um, and the way the game works is you play as a monkey, as you could have guessed, and you are in this Pokeball looking sphere, and you play different mini games using it. So the, the main game is you go through these platforms that wiggle and move and have like holes in them and you have to roll your way through it and if you build it too much momentum obviously we're all at the edge and you just fall to your death. The object is to get to the end as soon as possible without dying. So is it kind uh, of like, it's kind of
0: like Marble Madness sort of? Yes. Very
2: similar to Marvel Madness. Very okay. similar to that, in that concept. A Little bit more uh, mechanics to it like in terms of they, there's more stuff on the platforms and they, okay. they, they evolve and they get harder and the timer actually becomes your stressor uh, later on. So that's the main story. And the main story is fun. I mean the multiplayer aspect is a little bit annoying because you take turns. So I go I beat the level, I go to level two. Then you have to beat level one. If you fail, you stay at level one, and I keep going. And so it, it gets a little annoying because then I'm four levels ahead or you're four levels ahead, and we're just kind of whatever. It, it was, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Uh, there's, it gets very difficult. Um, you can turn up difficulty. Now, the reason people play this game 100% is the mini games. I'm going to start with the worst minigames and work my way up to the best one. Okay. Uh, first minigame we played was billiards. It's okay. Mechanics are all right. You are a monkey in the ball, and you obviously you break, and you play pool. Whatever, mechanics are okay, physics are okay, it's not real accurate, the camera angle's a little weird. Um, whatever. Uh, bowling, same thing, bowling game, pretty okay, pretty fun, you know, just your standard bowling physics are pretty well done. The next one is the fighting game one, <laughs> and this game is super fun. So again, you are in this uh, this sphere that looks sort of like a Pokeball, it's either blue on one side and clear on the other, or like red on one side and clear on the other, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, and you are a monkey inside this ball, so you're rolling around, right? Well, this one, you have this giant boxing glove that is floating outside of your body, and you spam A, and you can do like this quick jab, and you just punch people, and the object is to hit people, and you get points for hitting them, and then if you knock them off, you get a lot more points. There's a variety of levels you can play on. Certain ones are more complicated and more punishing, and then the other thing is you have a charge attack, so you uh, press B, and the longer you hold it, the bigger your fist gets, the more powerful it gets, and if you hit somebody with it at full charge, you can pretty much you know um, in Super Smash Brothers when somebody's at 999% and you home run bat them, and the, there's not even a single uh, image of the person just instantly off the screen, and there's They're just erased. a race. Yeah, yeah, not even a single frame of them flying. They're gone. Like, they, there's just, that's what it looks like. So it's really <laughs> fun. It's really fun. So imagine like, four people at the beginning of the round just run at each other with this charging fist, and everybody's trying to dodge each other's. And then somebody finally lands it and hits three people, and they just go flying. That's it's hilarious. so fun it's super fun and then the best part is the maps kind of evolve the the walls fall off so it's easier to fall off later on and then there's items and the items stack so the first item is iron fist and iron fist makes it so when you hit you hit harder it's uh, obvious right uh if you have a one stack of iron fist and you hit somebody you can knock them pretty far if you have two stacks of it and again these stack these stack so you can get two stacks i've gotten up to three stacks of iron fist and if you have three stack iron fist you are literally punching people like with the weakest punch which is really quick it's like a jab and you are launching them to africa like over and over and over so they're spawning they're invincible for a couple seconds and then they're in africa and it (laughs) is so fun and you like get stronger and stronger and stronger the second one is whirl you press and hold a and the fist whirls around your ball as you're running at somebody almost like a shield so you're just running at people with this whirl going on and it's just dominating people (laughs) it's pretty okay it's probably the weakest of the, the three of them but again, it stacks. So if you get you get one Whirl and one Iron Fist, you have this wrecking ball around you that is just dominating people. And here's the third one. The third one is Long Fist. So the fist gets really, really long and you can hit really far. So if you have Whirl and you have Long Fist and you have Iron, you can pretty much hit everybody on the entire map as they're spawning and just launch them. And the rounds only last like three minutes. So if somebody gets something ridiculous, like I got Triple Whirl, Double Iron last night. and there was, no, there was no way no anybody was touching me. It was going around me super fast, and I was just, just one-hitting people to the wall. Super fun. And so we were just dominating each other. We were just talking shit to each other while you do it. It's just, it's a blast. It's so fun. I would love to play with you guys. Um, so that's the fighting game. We should, the number we should one try to game. play
0: that when, uh, when I come down.
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. I would love to play with you. I would just sit there, and I would just ignore everyone and just run right at you. <laughs> uh, and then the third one is the glider game, which is the one that they always display in commercials in the ladder game, um, essentially, the way it works is you start at the top of this ramp. And the reason I like these games is everybody plays at once. That's the reason why I don't like the main game. Um, so everybody starts at the top of this ramp. And you roll down this ramp and you pick up speed like you're going super fast. So the mechanics on the screen for this one are you have a, a mileage reader, a meter that tells you how fast you're going. And there's a wind meter that tells you which direction the wind's blowing and how fast, right? So you go down this ramp and you're just going really, really fast, almost like you're like downhill skiing. You blow up speed, blow up speed, blow up speed. You go off the ramp and then the ball like flies in the air. It tells you your speed. And then you press A to open your, your Pokeball. And you have half on each side of you and you glide. And you control your character using the up and down. And if you go up, you lose speed but gain height. If you go down, you gain speed but lose height, right? And the object is you're trying to land on these targets, these big targets. And obviously, there's point values to each target. And then along the way, there are bananas you can collect in the air, which give you 10 points. And then there's diamonds or these stars, sorry. And the stars double whatever your point value is for that round. And you play as many rounds as you want to. It's very fun and there's a bunch of different maps and there's a lot of strategy. There's actually a decent amount of strategy to it. So... Sorry, I know there's a lot of volume. One sec. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by.
1: Red leader standing by.
2: <laughs> Lisa found a mosquito eater on the door and she's freaking out. Mosquito eater? Yeah, they look like big ass mosquitoes. They're pretty terrifying.
0: Is it, they eat other mosquitoes?
2: They eat mosquitoes. They aren't mosquitoes. They look like them though. Huh. Get you some knowledge uh so the continue on so again you go off the ramp you you're in the air you open your pokeball you have wings and you glide and so like the first level for instance has three uh, three landing zones the first one has decent point totals the uh, lower values are obviously bigger and then if you get to the very middle it's the highest point total but then there's two more islands after that and they're pretty far like the second one most people are like oh i can make it there pretty easily nope most people actually fail to make the second one and if you don't make it to the, to the landing zone you just crash in the water and drown and you drown the monkey and the best part is you can drown the monkey by landing in it and then uh when you land in the water you can close the pokeball and just keep water in the pokeball and just fucking drown this monkey <laughs> <laughs> it really really it gets what pretty hell? dark um so there's some other, other other strategies to it so as you're going down the ramp so you're playing with four people right you can just derail somebody so if, if you're on the left side of the ramp right and the wind's blowing to the right you got to be careful because you can get the wind actually does affect it, it affects a lot of things so you got to pay attention to it if you're on the left side of the ramp and the wind's hitting you can actually fly off early because of it so if somebody's in the second lane they could just bump into you and knock you off <laughs> and you just completely lose the beginning it, 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 so there's this really bm stuff you can do to people Uh, being at first is obviously really nice because you get all the bananas and items because once you grab them they're gone the only problem is and i did this to somebody last night is if you land first somebody else can go oh fuck robert and they can just land right into you and knock you off the edge and you you sink and then they just get points so there's all this really fun vm stuff the other items you can get in the air is one is a rock and the other one is a magnet the rock works like this as you hit the ground you bounce a couple times and then you stop instead of like. If you're coming in hot, like really fast, and you hit, you probably will just splash into the water. Magnet, wherever you land, that you stick, no matter what. You just stick exactly where you land. So there's a lot of strategy to this, and it's very, very fun, and it's fun to talk shit to people uh, as you're doing it against a m- multiplayer game. And you know, you're you're trying to go to the third island, and you're just dragging out there. You're going out there, you're going out there, and then you land early, and you know, people just talk shit to you. Um, some of the other the the maps for this one, there's a map that is a giant X. And so at the heart of the X, there's a, good, a decent amount of points. On the tips of the X, there's good points. In the middle, there's nothing. Almost, in the, the, the landing zone is very, very thin. So you have to, one of the things you can do is you get there very quickly, and then you kind of do circles, like you're scouting out the area to, to lose momentum, to lose speed, so you can land softly. A little bit of strategy. Uh, then the, the, one of the other maps, it looks like a, the landing pad looks like a big xylophone. It's a colorful xylophone, and the point totals are obviously better on the smaller parts. And so there's just all this, like, stuff you, you're you like, okay, I'm going to land first. Well, if you land first and you take the risk of somebody <laughs> knocking you off, but you can get all the items before they get. So there's, like, this little bit of meta you kind of have to take risks at times. And a lot of times what I'll do is if, if somebody gets a bunch of stars, like, let's say Robert gets three stars, right? So his point total is going to be multiplied by three or four. I don't, I don't remember exactly how it works. Um so I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, if Robert lands on a decent spot, I just lose. I'll probably lose the entire series because he'll get three or four times whatever his point total is for that round. So I'll, I'll, in my head, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to let Robert land first, and then I'm just going to fuck him off the edge as soon as he lands. So I'll just sit there and do circles and circles, and I'll just be looking <laughs> at the person in real life as I'm waiting for them, just like, <laughs> like a hawk, just waiting for them to land. And then the second they land, they like, eye like, dude, to see you. Yeah, exactly. Direct eye contact or just flipping them off, like just sitting here, just waiting and waiting. Just as soon as they land, just nail them off the edge. So, you know, it's fun. It's super-duper fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can't believe how many good games were for the GameCube. Like, I was looking through the list. I downloaded Baldur's Gate last night. We were playing Baldur's Gate a little bit. I'm not going to talk about it because I haven't gotten too far into it. But there's a lot of really, really fun games for the for the GameCube. Um, I think the next one I'll probably play is going to be, like, Soul Calibur 2. Soul Calibur 2 is freaking oh, super cool. fun. Yeah.
0: That was the yeah. one, uh, Soul Calibur 2 was the one, or there may have been several of them, but where they had like a special character on each individual platform, is that right?
2: Yes, uh, Ni- uh, Nintendo uh, was Link? Yeah, Link, Link, Xbox was Spawn, and Spawn, yeah. <laughs> there was a Tekken character for PS, I think? Uh, I wanna say.
1: Yeah, Um. Hayachi. Hey,
2: yeah. Oh, they got the shaft on that one. I'll be honest, anybody but Link got the shaft on that one. Link was such a cool character, and his variations and weapons and stuff were really, really cool. Oh, really? He was pretty
1: yeah. damn strong, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he was very strong. Yeah, because one of the things they had in that game, Robert, is you you bought weapons for the characters and the different weapons did different things. Like One of them, <laughs> every time you hit, you would heal. One of them hit slower but hit harder. Yeah, like yeah, I've played it, but it's do. been
0: a long time. I
2: love the Megaton Hammer. Just fucking dick smash people. Oh, yeah, super fun.
0: But yeah, uh,
2: Super Monkey Ball, super fun game. If you haven't played it, try it. it. It's a really fun multiplayer game. We'll definitely play when you come out. And Gauntlet is, is a very, very casual, easy game to just jump into.
0: Uh, well... I have an apology for our listeners, because I just realized that I've been recording through my uh, my laptop's built-in microphone for the past. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, god. Jesus. I don't know if it's been the whole episode or just since we stopped the recording the first time. Yeah. But I'm on the real one now, so this is bad. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so now that I sound amazing, it's, it's time for me to talk about my game, I guess.
2: Oh God! Oh, sorry, my mic is open.
0: <laughs> thank, thank you to Jeffrey Walker, longtime fan of the now? podcast. He sent me a copy of Beyond Good and Evil for PlayStation Two, oh. and I finished that finally for this episode. Wow! Update.
2: Is it a shorter game?
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's not nearly as long as I thought it was going to be. It's about twelve hours. I thought it was going to be like twenty, maybe thirty, but no, it's. It's it's a solid twelve, uh, which which I feel like was like a good amount of time for this game. Cool. Um, so this was for well it came out on basically everything: PS2, Xbox, GameCube, PC, 2003, and it's an action adventure game. I've heard lots and I've heard like basically universal praise for this. Uh, action adventure game. It takes place in the future. You play as a character who lives on a small, kind of like a small island, uh, at some lighthouse with some other people. And there are all these in this world, there's all sorts of other like anthropomorphized animal species that coexist with humans. Uh, your character is a girl named Jade. Your parents, uh, died a long time ago. You're the guy who like, you're old enough to take care of yourself now, but you're Guardian, or the the guy who sort of raised you, is still is still around. He's a pig guy named uh, Page, and there's also like rhinos, like rhino people, and like sharks, and kind of more just a couple more kind of like alien-y guys and stuff like that. Uh, aliens invade from time to time in this. Uh, you're in Hylia, or Hill or Hillis is what it is what it's what the name of your like
1: Hylia? About. Are you sure you didn't play
0: Zelda? <laughs> it's Hillis. Well. This game actually reminded me of Zelda in a lot of ways, funny enough. But, so, I'll get to that in a minute. So, but, and, anyway, you're in this place called Hillis, and aliens invade from time to time. And the aliens will invade, and then, like, the military will come and fight them off. And as you start playing through the story, eventually you learn, so, like, it kind of starts off as you're basically a photographer, and you start off with like simple mission, like one simple mission. That's like, Oh, Hey, take a, go into this dungeon and take a picture of this rare species of animal. And we'll pay you tons of money. And then once you get in, like, once you start doing that, then you get involved with this resistance group that has discovered that the authorities, like the military and all that, they are involved in some sort of conspiracy, uh, with the alien invasions. So you join the resistance group and you're kind of, Now, like, the the goal of the game pretty much is to prove that, uh, like, basically get photographic evidence that the government is involved with these aliens so that you can kind of, like, warn the whole world and everybody will rise up and all that kind of good stuff. Gameplay-wise, it's, as I said, it's an action-adventure game. It's a mixture of combat, uh, sneaking, some, like, mild puzzle-solving, some a few mini-games... And it really, as I was playing it, like, I kept thinking, like, this really feels like a Zelda game kind of, like, set in the future. Uh, yeah, it's really kind of funny that we've all been talking about Zelda and I, I played this. And uh, there, there's a lot of, like, variety of game mechanics within the game. And, I like, mostly, like I said, Ocarina of Time, I think is, I'm pretty sure is the last Zelda game that I've played before now. And it kind of reminded me of that because, you know, there's, like, i don't know if there's sneaking so much in ocarina of time but there's like it's not all just you know action and fighting you guys gotta... a
1: few ce- scenes say? scenes whatever we'll go with scenes. scenes there's a few scenes in ocarina where you do have to sneak around like uh when you're going to meet princess zelda for the first time you have to sneak around some bushes Classic. with some guards okay. there uh then when you go to the gerudo valley you have to sneak out of prison okay Cool. So yeah. Like actually when you started talking about sneaking around, I was like, well, alright, I could see the Zelda comparison <laughs> and stuff like that. Okay. Because yeah, the three D Zeldas kinda do <laughs> all over the place gameplay sometimes.
0: Yeah, and it's also like kind of open worldish, but not like too open world. You've got this hovercraft mm-hmm. that you fly around to get from place to place and it's kind of like you can't really just it's it's limited where you can go because like you can go down, like, these canals. Like, most of the world is, like, water, and then there's these, like, little places where you can dock. And so there's, like, limited places where you can ac- actually access land. But it is, you know, technically open world because you can kind of go around on your hovercraft and go wherever you want to. But it's not that big. And, again, there's you can only, like, enter land on certain parts. You also have a companion for most of the game. Uh, that's That's not really similar to Zelda too much. Because it's like actually somebody who comes along like, and follows like, right beside you most of the time and fights guys with you. Uh, at first, it's uh, Paige, that pig guy that I was talking about. And then it's uh, an agent of the resistance group. And his name is Double H. And he, uh, both, both of these characters like, are really heavily characterized. Like, Paige has got a real... He's, he's like a real kind of like almost like sort of like a Southern guy, but he's like also a mechanic and he's like really protective of Jade. And then the double H agent is like a soldier and he's always like, you know, like, all right, let's go do this. Miss Jade. Yes, Miss Jade. I'll follow your orders. And like, just this goofy ass dude. He also says some really weird stuff, like some really random things sometimes that I didn't really quite get. Like he would go, if you accidentally attack him, like if you're attack, trying to attack him, a bad guy, and you accidentally hit him in combat, he'll go, "Miss Jade, respect the home team." Chapter twelve. I was like, the "Fuck!" Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Okay, whatever, dude." Uh, you don't level up. You don't ever level up or get new weapons. You you keep the same weapon throughout the whole game. She's got like a bow staff type thing. Um, the bulk of the game is you. Oh shit! I just lost all my my notes. My screen just went blank. Okay, yeah. The bulk of the game is you infiltrating places where, you know, alien stuff is going on. You have to take pictures of, like, specific things in those places, and then you go back. Uh, The combat is fairly challenging, but it never really gets hard. Actually, most of the dungeon-type places, like, say you go to some place, and, and, you know, you have to, like, get uh, all the way inside and take a picture or something. Like, 90% of that is sneaking past guards. So, it's like... I would almost call this a stealth game because like stealth is as far as once you're like amidst all of the bad guys, you're almost always just trying to sneak past them. Sometimes you can sneak past them and then if you get caught, then you can just fight them. And other times if you sneak past them, then there will be like a turret that kills you automatically. So overall I was happy with the game. I, for me, this game is one, again, you've probably heard of this game. And for me, I had always just heard fantastic things about it. I think it's really like a product of its time. I think it did a lot of really cool stuff when it first came out. But but like all that stuff is kind of like really... I definitely heard
2: about this game a lot after it came out. Yeah. It definitely
0: did. Okay, yeah. I feel like everything cool that it does has been done like a hundred times, you know, now that it's 2017. So um, it's the Seinfeld of video games. It's the Seinfeld of video games. Well, it's not
2: the much. greatest game of all time. Let's be
0: <laughs> uh, It's not boring, but it wasn't like I didn't just like love it. So it's a game about nothing. It's a Game about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Blake. I dig. I dig. What's the deal with games about Give nothing? Yourself...
2: No, no. It was. What's the
1: deal with Pig monsters? <laughs>
2: Give <laughs> yourself some fucking bits for that one, like, like, <laughs> Thanks.
0: I'll, I'll do that. It was just interesting enough for me to keep on playing through. I never got, I got close to getting bored a few times where I was like, you know, there's not really a whole lot that's really drawn me in, but there was like just enough to keep me going. Uh, I, I never did get bored with it, but at the same time, I was always like, what? Well, this isn't, this doesn't feel all that special. Again, it's because it was really good at the time. And a lot of the stuff just doesn't necessarily hold up right now. Uh, the I will say the ending sequence was, was very strong. It was executed really well. Uh, the story overall is fairly standard. You know, I kind of gave you the rundown. There's not any huge, I mean, there are maybe a couple plot twists, nothing that you wouldn't expect. Combat is really pretty basic. The puzzles are all pretty basic. Open world exploration is all right. Uh, the, the sneaking mechanics are really basic too. You just got to make sure you're staying behind the right thing at the right time. Uh, f- the visuals for a game of this time are all really good, and I'll, I'll also say that it's for the most part a really well-paced game. I didn't ever really feel like it was slowing down, except for there are a few walled o- sort of I say walled off not 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 like actual walls, but there are a few parts where. You kind of get stuck and, and you have to do a little bit of... There are these things called pearls throughout the world. And it'll kind of be like, oh, you have to... You, you use the pearls to buy things that upgrade your hovercraft. And there might be a part of the game where it's like, all right, now you got to go to this island, but you can't get there until you get this certain upgrade on your hovercraft. So then you kind of got to... You have to kind of stop and go like hunting for pearls. And some, some places you can just buy pearls... Uh, but those are only, like, a limited amount. Then, like, some places you kind of have to go find a random dungeon to get pearls. That didn't happen too much, but it did happen a couple times. Not, not a big deal. As I said, the game takes about 12 hours to beat. I felt like that was a really good amount of time. I thought it was going to be a lot longer than that. I think it would have been a little bit too drawn out if it was much longer than that. I was happy with the 12-hour time. Uh, and, again, I had fun with it. If it was much longer than that, I... Probably wouldn't have loved it so much, uh, but I, I was interested in, like, after I played this game, I was like, yeah, you know, this was pretty good, but it's, it didn't, like, blow me away like it was supposed to, so I went, I went and was reading some old reviews on it, and I just grabbed uh, these couple quick lines from IGN's review of the game when it came out, which I'll read real fast. Uh, interestingly, as I was reading through this, they compared it to Zelda as well, and they said, uh, that, I don't have the name of the reviewer, but IGN said, at one point in the review, that is basically Zelda for grown-ups. Holy shit. He says, The game's... This is, this is a quote I took from the review. The game's world is itself full of character with a consistent and consistently imaginative look. The art style of the game is cartoon-like while still feeling tactile. Fantasy that's neither baroquely flamboyant nor simple kid stuff. You'll see vibrant Asian-style interiors, ancient minds covered in luminous plants and alien landscapes. Lights, shadows, and fog are used are used well to add atmosphere, and in stealth levels become critical to your strategy. The whole game runs in letterbox format, adding to the already cinematic presentation. Few games achieve the level of all-around visual deliciousness that Beyond Good and Evil has. Visual
2: deliciousness. I like
0: that. (laughs) So, again, it seems like, especially for the time, it's really hard going back to, to PlayStation, even PlayStation 2 games, which at the time blew me away with how good they looked. Now it's hard to go back and and say, "Oh, this game looked really good for a PlayStation 2 game because they all sort of blend together now." But according to the little research I done, apparently this is really good for at the especially visually for at the time, and then it kind of it, it really did bring all of the uh, all of the various aspects of the game together. I feel like pretty well. So, I'm very happy I played the game. I did have a good time with it. I do think it's a bit outdated, but I was I was it's one of those that had been on my list for a while. I'm really glad that I finally got to it and uh thank you Jeffrey once again for sending it in. I think it's time for I really enjoyed two. it. Yeah, it was fun. I'm
2: really happy I enjoyed it.
0: Uh-huh. It's always was...
2: annoying when somebody gives you a recommendation that you don't like, like it's yeah. like, how do I tell this person
0: or especially when they buy it for you and then you feel like yeah. an asshole if you don't, if you know, play the whole thing. But no, I I was I was I had fun with it. It was good. And I think it's time for top threes. Top threes. <speaking in Spanish> oh, this was a good one. I like this list. Oh, this was
2: really interesting. Yeah, it was
0: good. I thought it was a. I yeah, one. I thought it was interesting back, to see. Like,
2: oh yeah.
1: But it, like, I don't know that the lists themselves are going to be interesting because this there, there are not that many good no. launch <laughs> libraries. Really,
2: I thought there were quite a few. Maybe okay.
1: I I found five
2: good ones. I found five good ones. Three that I was like. I have a
1: few that are actually like 2004 or earlier.
2: Oh, did I check dates? Oh yeah, yeah, I did, I did.
1: Wait, like there's so many. (sighs) (sighs) All right, so uh, all right, I want to start off by giving a special shout out to the PlayStation. Wait, 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 hold on. We haven't
0: said we haven't said what it is yet. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, Top three is uh, the best launch libraries for a console so blake
1: all right i want to give a special shout out to playstation for having perhaps the worst u.s launch library i've
2: i noticed that as well i was like there's no way this is accurate because i remember when ps1 came out of people just being like this game this thing is fucking fire
1: well it was all the games that came out like a month later Yep, a month or or not
2: correctly yeah Okay.
1: Well uh, um because all right, so when it launched, like <laughs> it, there's nothing on here that anyone gives a shit about except maybe Rayman. We've got Battle Arena Toshinden which I believe was the precursor to Soul Blade, which was then the precursor to Soul Calibur I think. Oh, um actually, it, I it's definitely a three D fighter. I don't remember the other details on it though. ESPN extreme game. Oh
0: shit, I had that game. I had it been so extreme so sorry. game. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Killiak, The DNA Imperative. I don't know what that is, and I don't want to know. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. I mean, we had Super Nintendo and Genesis to play NBA Jam on. Right. Need to play that. Power Serve 3D Tennis. I'm sure that was good. Raiden Project, whatever the hell that is. Rayman, which started the Rayman series. And I've heard that the original Rayman games on the PlayStation are supposed to be good. I do want to play uh, And then
0: Rage Racer. Uh, <laughs> t- you disappeared. Please don't tell me I'm lagging again. The movie, the game. Oh, Wait, hold on. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. I All right, last Robert thing last yeah, last thing I heard was Ridge Racer.
1: Okay, oh, so God. we got Ridge Racer and Total Eclipse Turbo, whatever that is, and to really close out this shit list, we have Street Fighter, the movie, the game. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Street Fighter, the movie that's based on oh, yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: All right, I have two things. First off, I'm looking. I just pulled up a YouTube video of it, and I think ESPN Extreme Games was actually pretty good. Basically, yeah. Basically, it's just a racing game, but you race sometimes on a bike, sometimes on rollerblades. Uh, I think there's a luge, and then like a skateboard or something like that. Luge. At the time, I actually think this was a pretty good game. It probably sucks now. Also, though, what about the Nintendo 64 launch?
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's one of my. That's on my list, bros.
0: So there are... There's a, two a, games. A, a top three list?
2: Yeah, but one of them is an incredible game that, like, launched that system.
0: You there's two games!
2: I know! I'm saying one of them was really fucking good at launch.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that, but there's okay, two! So,
2: yeah, you don't remember that?
0: I, no, I did not remember. I was like, surely this is wrong. Don't uh, like, call me Shirley. <laughs> Like I was for sure that Wave Race was on there. Uh, it, I was like that well that's really the only other one that I was sure about. But I was like there had to have been like I thought this was there was something wrong with this list when I pulled it up and it only <laughs> said two games were on here. <clears throat> All right, well we'll leave the Jay to talk about that. We'll one let Jay later, talk one. about it. Okay. And uh,
1: another special mention that I want to give because there was only one game <laughs> on it that I felt was even worth mentioning. Uh, hold on, no, hold on, that's the wrong thing. The Sega Genesis! It has a bunch of games on there that launched in the US. The only one that matters is Altered
2: Beast. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's... Why, <laughs> Wait, wasn't Sonic at release? Nope. No. Oh, wow. Uh, the
1: launch list for Genesis was Altered Beast, Last Battle, Space Harrier 2, Super Thunder Blade, Thunder Force 2, and Tommy... The Sorta Baseball.
2: That's a classic right there. Oh. I think I think that was
0: yeah. pretty big at the time. I don't think I ever played it. Um, there's another one that you said that I think was... I don't know. I think it was kind of popular at the time.
1: Space Harrier 2. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, we'll go down the list. We'll do like last time. We'll go in order of where we are on the chat. So, Jay, why don't you start with your number three best number three launch for the
2: GameCube? Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. No, 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 wait.
0: Stop. What? We're, talking, we're talking about the launch library as a whole. Like, what console had the best launch library? Oh, I thought like.
2: you were saying pick specific <clears throat> games at launch. Nope. Oh, okay. Then I completely goof. this. That's
1: why I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, man, this was kind of a rough list. Because
0: otherwise, there's like 15 things yeah, on there. Oh, there's plenty Jesus, of good ones. Wait,
2: aren't we going to overlap like crazy, though?
0: Yes, that's what he was. That's what we were saying.
2: Oh, see, so, uh, that would have made more sense if I understand. Uh, why, why did we do it that way?
0: Because nobody else suggested otherwise. Oh. <laughs> I
2: mean, oh, Jesus. I feel uh, I mean, like, like a handful of these are good, then.
1: Yeah. All right, then we'll yeah, let you right. go
2: last
0: while you get out your three. <laughs> kind of oh,
2: well, I mean... I feel like you and I are going to say the same thing.
0: We're all three probably going to say the same I mean, thing. That's okay though. Um,
1: yeah, there's a good chance all three of us will be. Holy shit! That like uh, I want to do two more honorable mentions, but they were too, they're too late. The 2006. I'll do them after this okay. full list though. Excuse me. So my first one I'm going to go with because it it was a not bad launch library <laughs> would be the PS2. The notable ones on there for me were Armored Core 2, uh, SSX, because the SSX games were pretty damn fun. Yeah, they were
2: actually pretty fun. They
1: were really fun. Uh, And then Summoner, which I felt like, even if it wasn't a great game, it was still underrated. I had a pretty good time playing that. I actually have the Steam version of it purchased as well. It also had a bunch of other stuff on there, like Dynasty Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's Dynasty Warriors 2. Not it was three. still a good
2: game. It was, it still, was, it was all right. still fun. It was time.
1: playable at the time, yeah. yeah. And then 3 came along and really made the series just... and shit. Uh, then it had some other bad ones like Eternal Ring and Evergrace, also by From Software, the guys behind Armored Core. Um, I owned both of those games and they were not good. Uh, Fantavision, Gun Griffin Blades, some other stuff. Uh, Orphan Sign of Sorcery, which I remember seeing a lot. But I never got to play, and I think it was very anime. Yeah, it's a very anime-looking cover. I believe it's based on the anime Orphan? I, I want to say
2: so, yeah. Kind of based on the cover as well. Yeah. The next um, one on, on that list, Rated Rumble Boxing was a super fun game at the time. Was it? Oh, Let me see. Yeah, it, it was though. really fun. It was like RPG. Oh,
1: <laughs> I remember that one. I, I never remember played the cover. Myself. I played it at my friend's house, and he was pretty into it. I
2: invested yeah. a pretty good amount of time, and it was fun. I mean, you just... you. you You would basically—it wasn't like a normal boxing game where you had to like have a lot of skill to it. It was you like grinded your character and did all the—you would spend money to train your character and then go to the next fight. And you could easily, easily get to a dead end where you couldn't win a fight or farm anyone. Like you were just so weak. But it was a fun game overall.
0: This um, list would have been my—this one would have been my number four for my list.
2: Uh, I'm surprised just with how many games it came out with.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the really good things. Like they had a ton of games. I, the big ones for me were DOA two, and uh, Madden NFL. This was a Madden NFL for this. Uh, this was two thousand one. That was a really good version. Yeah, of Madden. my brother's
2: obsessed with that game. Made
0: and a lot. Uh, this was also the first one where they did like crazy stuff. Where they had like, I'm pretty sure this is the first one where they had like you could play as the mascots, and also they had a thing where you could play and get and like earn cards and like what you and like the cards would do stuff so you could play a game and you could turn off the cards if you just want to play a regular game of football but you could also like turn on the cards <clears throat> where you could like use cards that you had earned by playing the game and they could do stuff like for one play mm-hmm. like the winds blowing 50 miles an hour or something like that and like crazy things like that so it was uh i think this was a really good like i played a ton of this version of madden now i
1: that was, too, that was- oh. Like when the series was actually well-regarded, right? People thought DAA2
0: was pretty good. when it Yeah, came I out. believe so. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, the other thing that made the PS2 really good is when it first came out, they did a lot of the uh, demo discs. So you got to try all these games at launch. Oh, and, God. Yeah, demo discs were Oh, awesome. do they have those? They they still have the them? Yeah. I
1: still have one of mine. I think we've talked I, about it on here.
2: Yeah, because I, um, I played Dynasty Warriors and um, Onimusha on one of the demo discs oh, that wow, came out oh, wow. early <laughs> before. Yeah.
1: Really fun. I played Intelligent Cube and some other stuff. On Man, the game.
2: Intelligent Cube! Again! Yeah. Dude, that game was amazing!
1: <laughs> that game was really underrated.
2: God, that one was hard. That game's scary, dude. That voice, you you're like, okay, I want to do better. He's fucking pissed. Again. Like, you just fucking like, okay, dude, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Alright, my bad, my bad.
2: What game was that? Intelligent Cube. Intelligent Cube.
1: It's a huh. uh, cube spelled with a Q. Q-U-B-E. Yeah. Okay. I
2: played it recently. I don't think, I don't know if I talked about it for the podcast though.
0: I feel like you did. Maybe? Uh, okay.
2: I probably did then. I thought okay. I did, but yeah, super fun game.
0: Alright, my number three is oh, Xbox. God.
2: Yeah, I was looking at that as well.
0: Um, <laughs> Xbox was alright. They mm-hmm. had a they had a pretty large launch library. Not as big as PS2, but pretty close. Uh, and I'm looking through here. I think the big ones for me were DOA three. Uh, of course, Halo. Yeah. Uh, Madden was also pretty good on this one. Then Oddworld Bunch's Odyssey was all right. Project Gotham Racing was pretty good. And uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was, was really, really what good. What about Shrek? Somebody! Oh, stop, you cancer. Uh, I can't vouch for Shrek. Oh, Jet Set Radio Future
2: was on launch for this one. Are We're we doing USA launch, I'm assuming?
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, that's what I've been basing it off of. It okay. The-
2: okay, that's fine. That makes it a little bit easier then.
0: Wait, this doesn't say Jet Set Radio Future on here. No, no, I was
2: looking at the European release. That's why well. I was like, oh, we're Oh, uh, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, like, this one ekes out PS2 just a little bit. Mostly because of Halo, even though I think, even even at the time, I felt like Halo was a little bit overrated. Uh, It was still a really good game. Um, uh, but yeah.
2: So, is our is cutout the beginning of 2005 or the end of 2005?
0: End. And yeah. So,
2: <clears throat> the seventh generation of the Xbox came out within that time timeline, too. Yep. Had a pretty good library. Dude. Perfect Dark Zero, dude.
0: Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait, 360
1: did, too. Yeah. So, is that your number three, then? Or are you going with that? Yeah, yeah. That's I don't know. Right.
2: Oh, he's talking to me. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is okay. like... There's like... <laughs> it's fucking four options (laughs) like we're just gonna say in different orders i'm trying to see what what is 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 there anything else that's interesting on here but there's just like most most of the original launches didn't have that many good titles for it
1: it's really Weird. weird to look back and see that
2: yeah it's like i remember i mean i remember the super nintendo launch i remember the n64 launch i remember those being like insane just because of specific titles but looking at the list of these it's like it's not that many it's actually, insane. Because I mean,
1: the reason that this came up and we, people have been ragging so hard on the Switch because of its uh, mediocre launch library. Yeah. it's got Breath of the Wild, and then what else? Well, it's actually got. Uh, let me see if it's on here. If I can get my cat out of the way long enough for me to pull it up. Okay, there we go. It's got one, two, Switch, Meh. Fast RMX, no idea what that is. I am Setsuna, which is, ugh, and it's been on other things as well. Just Dance 2017, I don't care in the slightest. Zelda Breath of the Wild, amazing game, it, and it gets exclusive access to Shovel Shovel Knight: Specter of Torment until sometime in April. Plus, this, it, uh, Shovel yeah, Knight, yeah. And like that, that right there is the reason that I want to switch right now. It's so I can play Shovel Knight.
2: And not only that, I mean, the end of the year is going to be here quick, which is going to be the new Mario game, which everybody's going to be obsessed yeah. with for a But, I mean, that's long.
1: a ways off. So, yeah. specifically for launches, it's like... Not true,
2: I guess, I guess that's all we're talking about. It doesn't about have a
1: lot here. Uh, if you're a big fan of Super Bomberman, that's got Super Bomberman R. I don't know if I care about that at all. Uh, Skylanders stuff, don't care. And then Snipperclips, whatever the shit that is. It's
0: supposed to be really good.
1: What is it even? Let me pull this up.
0: It's a really weird game where, like, you're these two little pieces of paper and you have to, like... Cut each other to make certain shapes to do things. Like okay. that's that is, that's basically all I know about it. Co-op puzzle game. All right, I mean, whatever. I haven't seen much, but I've heard that is really good. Uh, so, all right, I'll, so I'll just say was... play number three is going yeah, to go be ahead.
2: the original Famicom NES release in 1983. Um, Excitebike, super fun game. Kung Fu Robert, you're a big fan of that game. I've w- I watched you play a little bit. Super Mario Brothers, the first one came out for that. Uh, Hogan's Alley was for that, which was a pretty fun game. Uh, oh, excited oh, excite by what's for the US one. Duck Hunt. Oh, that was the original Duck Hunt release too. I didn't realize that. Oh,
0: yeah, because the very because fr- like originally, the Nintendo came with one cartridge that had Mario and Duck Hunt on it.
2: That's yeah. right. You are yeah. right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll say that as my number three to create a little bit of variation, and, and that way I can ramp it up a little bit. So it's a decent library, especially for such an old system. We're really looking at like. Fifteen yeah. titles. Yeah, I can. I can dig. I can dig.
1: I would say, uh, was that all you had to say for yours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number two is, in fact, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, Excite Bite, Duck Hunt, <laughs> and Super Mario Brothers. I mean, Excite Bite
2: was here? Here? <laughs> just kidding, just
1: kidding. And uh, Excite Bite was
2: the shit. The music it was really was. Like, sound effects were the oh the yeah, Doom,
1: Doom. <laughs> Um it's got some other stuff on there that I don't care that much about, but that other people probably did. Stuff like Ice Climbers, uh yeah. Wild Gunman, I remember I like seeing a lot about. Um uh, God, I know I recognize some of these games, but I didn't play them much. There's a gate like there's Kung Fu, uh Hogan's Alley. Yep. Um, Hogan's Alley,
2: I played Robert. Baseball. Robert talked about Kung Fu. He played that for the podcast after he got yeah. here. He bought it. I remember you bought that in person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think even Pinball was pretty good.
2: It's not. It's not as good as the original PC one with the guy in the car. All right, you guys remember that? What? The the pinball game on PC that was like the the thing that everybody played on their dad's work computer.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Spaceship pinball. Yeah. I think it was called. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not
1: not a guy in a car. That's not what oh, I was. Oh, it was a spaceship. Sorry. Yeah, spaceship. Not... Space Cadet Five Thousand or Space Cadet pinball. Oh, well, like you're
2: that. close. Let me see here. Space Cadet 3D pinball. 3D pinball. Okay. Played, played the, the okay. shit yeah. out of that game. <laughs>
0: All right, my number two is the NES. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, so maybe I didn't create any variation. My apologies.
0: Uh, <laughs> do you remember? I, I, you were just talking about this, I know, but the um, the ExciteBite music. you yeah, remember the very to us, beginning. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that was so good. So, yeah, I think you've you, you guys mentioned everything, but. Uh, I'll just run through it real quick in case we miss anything. The main ones for me were Duck Hunt, Excite Bike, Hogan's (laughs) Alley, Kung Fu. No, I know, I know, I know you did. I'm just, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And also, like I said, even even pinball. Like I don't really like pinball games, but for some reason, I don't know Uh, what it was. But pinball on NES was. I had. I don't even think I owned it. I think I just rented it a lot. Like for some reason, that was really fun to me. But like Jay. They What's also had two? they real quick oh, like not I got to oh. give them credit for also oh, having right. like a pretty large launch library as well, um, compared to especially stuff like Nintendo sixty four and even Super Nintendo, and Genesis. All right, now you can go.
2: Uh, number two is gonna be uh, Xbox. I think I think either one of them. Yep. Um, both have really powerful titles. I'll say the other one just because you know Robert kind of talked about the original, but uh, the seventh generation added in Perfect Dark, which I really enjoyed that series. Wait, that wait, really
0: you're really talking good. about. Wait, uh, X- wait wh- Xbox 360?
2: No, 7th generation. It was like the later release of it. No,
0: that's right. the 7th generation
1: of console releases. You're... So it's like 7th generation is the 360.
2: The oh, that was the 360. 3. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought that... Because I remember they released... like Didn't they release... Like, <laughs> I was like, what's the 7th generation Xbox... The Xbox 360 came out 12 years ago? Yep. When Holy I saw that on shit. here, I was like, Jesus
1: Christ, that came out in 2005. <laughs> A year after oh. I got out of high school. That's insane.
2: Oh Thank my you. god. Wait, oh, you're older than me. I always forget about that. Alright, then I'm actually going to go Where's with the, the original Xbox then. Because there, there's more titles. Because I I thought I would played some of these games, but I guess not. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the original Xbox then. I mean, you pretty much covered the... the Main ones. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's like really worth talking about. You talked about DOA. You talked about Halo. You talked about the Madden titles. Project Gotham Racing got a lot of love. I never played it though. And obviously the Shrek game. We
1: I like how much of a, <laughs> a repeat the 360 launch games are. Project Ra- Project <laughs> yeah. Gotham Racing three. Perfect Dark zero. Uh, yeah. Just like Ridge Racer six. It's just all of these games <laughs> man. from
0: the previous releases. Like fucking hell, man. I, l- I love this title, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. The official game of the movie, <laughs>
2: the game. Starring Jack Black from the movie <laughs> about the game. Oh, Blake, side note. Charging my PSP. Or I'm buying a charger for my PSP so I can play Final Fantasy Tactics again. <laughs> oh. <shit. laughs> Super excited.
1: <clears throat> all right, where are um, we? all right so we're up to our number ones now, right?
0: Yep. I think so, yeah.
1: All right. Number one, and I think it's gonna be the fucking same for everybody. Because, <laughs> because why the hell not? Uh, it's the Super Nintendo. I mean, it's got one of the only great games on all of these launches. I feel like in Super Mario World, and then it has a bunch of games that I don't care about, but that makes for a very strong launch library because these are classics that people still talk about liking today. We've got F Zero, we've got Gradius three, we've got Pilot Wings, and then we've got Sim City. I mean, all of that stacked on top of Super Mario
0: World, it makes for really And this was the good SimCity yeah. right around
2: the time. Yeah, it was like so fun.
0: Yep, it was the first SimCity.
2: Is that is that going to be your answer as well, Robert?
0: Yes. Yeah. You want to add
2: anything to what he said?
0: No, pretty much like what he said. Like it's a smaller library, but there's like so much like uh, quality packed into this these five uh, or these five games. Like it's crazy. SimCity was amazing. Super Mario World was amazing. Yeah, super Mario was World was crazy I invested awesome.
2: So many hours, tens of hours on the game.
0: Yeah, there's not a bad game on. There's not a bad game here.
2: So I'm going to take it a little bit of a different direction. I uh, obviously Super Nintendo was incredible, and I didn't actually own one. But when my buddy got one, I spent like the next like three or four weeks at his house because he got it over summer. Uh, but I really enjoyed the launch of the GameCube, um, particularly Luigi's Mansion. I spent countless hours playing that game. Super fun. Super Monkey Ball, I talked about two today on the podcast, but even one was a really fun multiplayer game. They released Crazy Taxi, which I didn't realize that came out at release. Crazy Taxi is a pretty fun game. Um, and the other one was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, which 3 is probably my favorite of the series. I played it primarily on PlayStation, but I did play it on the GameCube as well. And there's a bunch of other games I don't really know too much about. But decent, decent library. I definitely spent a lot of time. And then the, obviously Super Mario Sunshine and like Animal Crossing were the, the next big hitters that came out for it. Um,
0: I'd like to just... Go I actually
1: and... was wondering if anybody would have GameCube on there, because I'm not a big GameCube fan yeah, game at that. all. Really? I, I, was I was a big like, fan of the
2: GameCube. I
1: okay. uh, figured there's a few on there. Soul no, Calibur 2,
2: Super Mario Sunshine... I do not
1: like Sunshine. There's very few games oh, really? on the system I like. The game, uh... Uh, the system for me basically had Melee.
2: Melee? Oh, yeah, I forgot to talk about it. Jesus, Melee's incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, I played Beautiful Joe on it, but Beautiful Joe also came out on PlayStation, PlayStation right? Yeah,
2: I was going to say. Yeah, I like the GameCube. It was, it was really, it was really good multiplayer stuff, which is pretty much Nintendo. You know, what I mean, sixty-four was really good for multiplayer games, but GameCube, which I felt like, had so many fun titles to play with so a good group of people. And at that time, I was, I was, um, in a new house, so I like brought people over and played like all the time. Super
1: good. Sweet. So. <laughs> sweet. So the other things that I wanted to talk about, but unfortunately, it was not released in time. The Wii, first of all, I it has a decent launch library. It had right. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Two, which was fun because it was a DBZ fighting game with motion controls. So you're sitting there doing these dumb poses and dancing around and shit to pull off these moves. And I believe it was the first DBZ game to feature PyCon as a playable character. Because <laughs> PyCon was the fucking shit, and it was a... you're
2: the shit. Oh, I man. am
1: all right. Thank you. Let's
2: start calling PyCon.
1: Uh, and then there is Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, which people loved a whole whole bunch. Uh, and then there was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which was a pretty cool game. And I'm I don't know if this was a bad version of the game or not. Um, I think was, was that an online version.
2: game? Uh, I Probably
1: don't think it, it had online.
2: Okay, Wii Sports was oh my, I didn't realize yeah, this, Wii, Wii sports, sports was really good.
1: Wii Sports made that launch library. What a fucking title. Yeah, man. Um, Trauma Center. Game. I think the Trauma Center games are regarded deep by fans of them. Like they, they they're pretty good, I guess. Uh, yeah. The I've rest heard. of them, yeah. no idea. Uh, and then the other thing that really interested me was the Wii Virtual Console launch. This launch library is stupid good. Altered Beast, Donkey Kong, F Zero, Mario wow. Bros. The original, Pinball, Sim City. Soccer, Solomon's Key, Sonic the Hedgehog, Super Mario 64, Legend of Zelda, and Wario's Woods.
2: That's actually a pretty sick, nasty title. Holy shit.
1: That virtual Damn. console launch is
0: amazing! Yeah, it's really good. Okay. I would like to return to how bad the Nintendo 64's launch was
2: I mean pretty much all There's... people did was play Super Mario sixty
0: four. Okay, Ad yeah, Mets. that's that's fair. But there are two yeah, games. Since that game, I know, since I know. that wasn't Wings... on your
2: list and we didn't get to talk
1: about it, it's literally two games. It's Pilot Wings sixty four and Super Mario
0: sixty four. Yep. That's just <laughs> sad. That's terrible like oh, the other like, thing
2: for the, the game cube was Rogue Squadron. I forgot to talk Rogue Squadron was super fun. It was fucking frustrating but really fun.
0: Really on Nintendo sixty four Super Mario was all you needed? yeah for a long time it was time, literally just but,
2: a system to play super mario 64 which but i mean it it's, game
0: it's like the you could have done something besides just that in pilot wings
2: yeah and then they had to do the expansion pack to play like majora's mask and shit later on mm-hmm. <sighs> tough tough one look at the look at the european launch though they got turok turok was fantastic star wars shadow of the empire holy shit they got a good launch Sumar 64, Star Wars G- The Empire, Turok, Dun- 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 a a That's a entire summer right
0: there. Wayne Gretzky hockey was pretty good, too. It was like a... Um, if I remember correctly... A lot, correctly, of-, a a lot was- of the EU launches are way better than the US. It was like an NBA Jam-style hockey game.
2: Who conquers bad eh, Robert?
0: <sighs> okay. Uh, what are we going to do for our next top three? Um,
2: I don't know. Talk about video games? Talk about Doug Demodone? wonder of the Dimsdale Dale Dimidone?
0: I'm not doing it. You
2: you don't want to talk about Dale Demodone? Son?
0: Talk to three Dimidone? Zelda games. Oh, Jesus. Three <laughs> Zelda games. Oh, God. <laughs> well, unfortunately, like I'll
1: put it this way Breath of the Wild is doing so well right now that a lot of people are saying that it is going to be their become their favorite Zelda game. Wow. And after playing it some myself, I can see that. Potentially happening.
2: Let's, let's not talk about it because I really want to play.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, we're sort of almost done.
2: No, because Robert's going to talk about the post gaming podcast. He's talking about Honeypot 2 Revenge of oh, the no. Dildo. And... <laughs>
0: Revenge of the Doug Dimidon Dildo.
2: Yeah, Doug Dimidome Dildo. That's how you made his fortune. <laughs> the dildo
0: what do you guys want to do for the next one? I, I don't, don't know. We got to talk about know. it. I
2: don't know off the top of my head. We never, we like almost never have it on Because we
0: always, always forget to figure it out. Top three... I would
2: have loved to do top three titles of, of that helped like push console release, but, you know. <laughs> we can't do it now.
0: Okay. Do you want to go back and do top three, like, next... Like, like a follow-up to one of the other top threes, like, next top three best box art? Because we did oh, bad yeah. and good and bad Those are always fun. Time. Those
2: are always classic. The bad ones are so funny sometimes, though.
0: Yeah. You want to just leave? You want to say that? And if we come up with, sure, let's just do that. That's fine. Because I'm too lazy to figure out something better, and we'll come up with a good one. Uh, something yeah, I'm new trying for to get, the next. I'm
2: starting to get sleepy, so you're gonna right. get a lot of yeses out of me.
0: I'm gonna type it in. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Next. Uh huh. Top three best box art. Okay. Time for the current gaming subcast. No, it's time for emails. What am I thinking? Yeah, oh, what, what you are you saying? doing? All right, we have one email this week. What? Coming in hot from Chase the Nightclub. <laughs> Says good evening, Robert James Blake. How about that last episode? It was great to get exposed to the Extra Lives guys, and I now <clears throat> and I now follow their content on YouTube and Twitter. Talk about taking the love of video game music to the next level. Very much like the folks over at Overclocked Remix. Save that Extra Lives is doing it live with all of their content. And now for my question of the day. If you had the opportunity to give advice to a modern gaming company today and have them actually listen to you, what company would it be, and what would you say? Uh, it would have to be
2: geared towards things that I want. That's, I think a lot of the companies—well, not a lot. I think some of the companies are doing things that a lot of people who buy games regularly want. That's that's the problem. Like, I would love for the, the newer Final Fantasies to be turn-based, but I think like probably. <laughs> 20% or less of people would actually agree with that. So it's like,
0: oh, so, maybe, so yours wouldn't maybe so much be advice as it would be like a request.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it depends what the advice is for. Is it to make a great game? Is it to, to get sales? Yeah. Is it to make me rock solid? Let me think.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's uh, there, My advice would be to make games for me so that I can enjoy them to, to all the companies.
2: Oh, I know one. Make things, uh, make backwards compatible games um, more easily accessible, either through the online store, which is happening. I know it's happening. They're, they're doing that a lot with the systems. Um, but do it in a much faster manner. And do have something, in, I don't know how, but have something in a place where if you previously bought the game, you shouldn't fucking have to pay for the electronic version to download it to your system. Because I've had to deal with a couple games, and I'm kind of bitter about it. It's been like $20 on two games that I paid 40 or $50 for originally already
1: backwards compatibility is really important to me. I would maybe tell Nintendo to not go so hard on the motion control shit. To maybe not go in that direction with the Wii. Yeah, I
0: could agree with that. Similarly uh, ask Nintendo to not do any touchscreen stuff.
2: I'm not a fan of touchscreen technology either. I'm glad you said that.
0: I feel like, cause doesn't, I, I haven't even tried it, but doesn't the switch have a, like the touch, like when you pull it out, you can use it as a touch screen, right? I, I think that's a bad idea. Um, I get my, the only other thing that comes to mind really is don't make games for, okay. Well, actually two things. If you're doing it like a primarily online multiplayer game, run your own servers so that people can't just like hack it however they want on their own servers. Uh, and also, if you're not doing a primarily online game, don't require that your customers have an internet connection to play your damn game, for no reason. Those are mine. Anything else?
2: Uh, I think I think those are kind of the main ones, honestly. Like, I'm think i trying to think. Of oh, you ones. know, I would also
0: tell SquareSoft to not
1: make the Spirits Within. But
2: wait, wait, what? That doesn't what
0: doesn't exist.
1: No, we're still in the universe where
0: that does exist. I I actually thought that was going to be a good movie when it came out.
2: I hoped. but And then I was like, oh, this isn't actually based in the real universe. All right.
0: Chase says, I would personally love to just ask Konami what is going... Okay, that's a good one. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) Oh, oh, you know, that's another thing. Okay. uh, I would say... Bring back David Hayter instead of uh, what's his name, Kiefer Kiefer Southernland. <laughs> Kiefer I couldn't get it out. Kiefer You got a whole Southern draw your voice there, man. I don't know. I think that was like a that almost sounded like I was drunk or something. Y- yeah, I, I wasn't would, gonna go that hard on it, but yeah, I did. <laughs> I would personally love to just ask Konami what is going on. I would also encourage them to invest in a decent. Doesn't, have to, doesn't even have to be high quality. 2D Castlevania, as we haven't seen one of those since the DS or the 360. And I would also suggest they try producing another Suikoden game. Konami is sitting on so many amazing franchises. I would say either try producing, license them out to indie devs that worship your work, and get these new games done on the cheap, or just sell the IPs. I don't think Konami's about that.
2: But they I ain't about that life,
0: that life son. <laughs> I guess that's the point, though. What's this? You good, You good.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, that's hey, that's it for me, gentlemen. Had to keep it short as we are right in the middle of moving house and life is crazy. Keep loving and hating this classic games and producing this great podcast. Cheers, Chase the Night Cleaner. Good luck with your house moving, Chase. You know, I was actually thinking about quitting, but now that you said that, let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep doing the podcast. You want to keep doing it? You want to yeah. make that decision right now? Yeah. Jay, you in? Executive choice. Boom. In.
2: <laughs>
0: <Because>. <laughs> Executive choice. Executive like, choice. All right, we can do that. I'm in. We, you're fucking. Let's, let's just keep doing it. Jesus. <laughs> Official. This is not the last episode. Congratulations, <laughs> everybody.
2: Well, the last episode of Jay might be all done. Well,
0: oh, thank God. Uh current gaming subcast.
2: Jesus, we already went over this.
0: <laughs> we basically already did. I've got a couple quick things I can run down. What about you guys? Um
1: Breath of the wild. Uh, that's uh, all I can really think of right now off the top of my head. I mean, all right, I do want to say that it sucks that there are so many great games coming out in these these first three months of the fucking year. We got uh, Resident Evil Seven early on, which I don't care about, but a lot of other people were into. Uh, then we got Neo, uh, which was a great Dark Souls-like game. Uh, then we got Berserk and Band of the Hawk, and as a Berserk fanboy and as a Warriors game fanboy, that was pretty damn fun. Uh, now Breath of the Wild is out, and then in about a week, we're getting the release of near uh, the official U.S. release of Near Automata. It's Good. not even fair, and I feel like I'm missing something
0: too. Wasn't For Honor supposed to be really good? Oh, yeah. For Honor came out. That was one of them. Have you played that? Um, I played a little bit of it. I okay. talked about it last time on the podcast. I think. Okay, I couldn't remember if you talked about that one too or only Neo. Yeah. Um, it, I haven't had the chance to play it in like a, a month now. Okay.
1: It's been two or three weeks. I, it, I don't even think it's been out a month, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to play it.
0: Uh, one thing I just remembered is there's, there's like. So, like, this. I'm not making fun of this lady because clearly she was just there buying a switch for her kids. And you know, it was a mom and she doesn't know what the hell's going on, but she goes, it was just kind of funny. Cause she goes, um, she was, she was in line in front of me and they were like asking her what she wanted. And she was like, all right, yeah, I'll get, you know, the red and blue Nintendo switch. And then they want this game, uh, 12 switch. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they didn't know what she was talking about either. I almost had to like jump in, like explain to them, what she was trying to say, but then they figured it out. Uh, that aside, I finished Shadowrun Dragonfall. Oh, cool. And, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I was really impressed with how strong the story was, too. I mostly was just in the mood for, like, a strategy RPG-type game. And so I was like, yeah, I've got Shadowrun Dragonfall. I'll play that. And, uh, I was like, yeah, they, okay, gameplay, gameplay is pretty good. But then as the story unfolds, it actually came, got really, really good. And, like, the ending was awesome. It's kind of one of these games where you can kind of choose a, a good or a bad ending. And uh, I basically chose the bad ending, and it was I was really impressed with how it played out. Mm. And aside from that, as I said earlier, I played a little 1-2-Switch today. That was interesting. <laughs> and uh, there's, like... A few, actually, pretty fun games on there, and then, like, a lot of medium ones, and then, like, a few just, like, duds. But, uh, also, I've, I'm have still playing, as you may be able to guess, Crusader Kings 2. And uh, I had to tell you about another funny thing that happened. So, I'm still on the same game, by the way, and I'm just, like, way down in the Dynasty. And, so, one of my rulers that I was playing as recently... So your, your characters, they have traits and the different traits can make them act in certain. like you control how they act, but like like you'll have choices, but sometimes the choices are like kind of dictated by what traits they have or how they are. or sometimes like they'll just do something that you can't control because of certain traits. And some traits give them stats like they might be strong or something. so they have better like military stats and that kind of stuff. My ruler, this one had a, the lunatic trait, which basically means he's a madman. And uh so you've got like your council and you have like a chancellor who's like your diplomat, and you have uh a steward who's like the guy who tries to get taxes for you, and there's like five people on your council and they have these certain jobs, and you pick like whoever's the best diplomat, you know, you put him as the uh whoever has the highest diplomat stat, you put him as your chancellor, and he goes around and does diplomatic type things. Well my lunatic uh leader that I was playing as, all of a sudden I got a pop-up and he said My horse is dependable and loyal. I think I'll make him my chancellor. (laughs) Then on the screen where it shows your chancellor, it's got a picture of a fucking horse head, uh, like as the portrait of your chancellor, and his name was Glitterhoof. This is why inbreeding is a bad idea. (laughs) Horses don't inbreed.
1: Yeah, but your family does.
0: (laughs) You're a byproduct, Robert. And uh, he was—he had to stay the chancellor <clears throat> until my leader died. I'd seen that happen. I'd seen screenshots of stuff like that before, of of like things with glitterhoof before. But I always thought it was like a mod that somebody just create that somebody created, like just to be funny. I do not know it was actually ah. a thing in the game. Funny. And he doesn't have—he has all zero stats, as you can imagine. Like he's actually got some stats that say like like he's got actually like. Okay, military, st- like not okay, like really low, but not just zero. And then everything else is zero because one of his traits is horse. And then when you hover over it, it just says he's a horse. And it's like negative 100 for everything. How about you guys? What's your favorite Crusader Kings memory uh, of yours?
2: Uh, I'm going to go with the last time you talked about it.
0: <laughs> oh, about Glitterhoof? <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah? Eh All right, let's wrap this up. There
2: it is. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you. You, <laughs> sounds, you pussy.
0: follow me on Twitter. I'm King Octavius. Wow. I think that'll do it. I
2: think Blake's here too somewhere.
1: Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Slackaholicus. Come and watch, watch me stream. on Twitch, twitchtv Slackaholicus, or Slackaholicus.tv. Hey
2: Blake, son. By the way, how do I use the Amazon thing to subscribe to you?
1: Um, oh, at the look at this! There should. Can you spot um, it for me? Let me see if it actually goes there proper. If it has my subscribe button up at the top, I think yeah, it'll have my information up at the top, and at the end of the bar at the top of the page, it should say subscribe. Nice.
2: Ah. All right, Blake, I got you covered. Uh, ba-do, ba-do, ba-do. Why are you posting somebody like
1: troll? Because they're on my team. That's how it works.
0: <sighs> oh man, we got another review.
2: Oh, or another gutter Another on. Yeah, another, oh.
0: another rating. Now he didn't leave a review, but he left a rating. Uh, one star. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we have twelve now.
1: We got. We got played.
0: We did hard got destroyed um also we run a podcast you can follow us at twitter.com slash class games cast hey that's us Is it? mail us send yeah. us emails mail at classic gaming com. anything you feel like talking about you just got to get something off your chest if you want to tell us about how your day at work was
2: or if you want to admit to giving some one-star review on itunes so i can come to your house
0: <laughs> Then you can do that. Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com And I think that's a wrap. Apologies again for the microphone mishaps.
2: Yeah, if we've only been doing this for like two and a half years.
0: All good, Robert. Hey, hey. Hey. Just saying, bro. <laughs> wow. Do that again. No. Okay. Can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. Any final words? Any last words? <sighs> booty booty butt cheeks
2: yeah everywhere it's your favorite one yeah you got one them. my favorite one too blake's blake's real man he's an ass man i'm an
0: ass man okay thank you everybody for listening we will see you guys in two weeks
2: Doug dimmon out